podcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Number 14, Mason Brown. Mason is the son of Julie and Jim Brown. Number 17, Jacob Coldingheis. And good evening, everyone, from Bellevue, the 2018 Class A State High School football playoffs are about to get underway here as the Carney High Bearcats look to repeat some of the magic from last year where they made it to Memorial Stadium and were a minute away from possibly winning a state championship. A lot different looking team here tonight as they take on Bellevue West. The task will be very tall. This uh, reminds us a little bit of the last time that they came down and had to play uh, Omaha North, a couple of the teams that they have played that have been in the state championship games before in the playoffs. And the task, as we said, will be a tough one tonight. But you never know. The matchup may not be the best, but if Carney High can hang around in this football game for a little while and put a little sting into Bellevue West, we could have an entertaining game. One thing we should have for sure is some scoring. Bellevue West, as you heard in the open, is a dynamic, dynamic football team. They have scored 475 points in their nine games this year. That's an average of just about 53 points per football game, and they've scored against some really good teams. Lincoln High went to double overtime, scored 49 even in their loss to Omaha North, put 62 on Norfolk, 42 on Lincoln Pius the 10th. Their lowest scoring game was a 38-3 win over Elkhorn South in week number four. Now, they had an 81-6 win over Bellevue East that may skew that a little bit, but overall, one thing is for sure, this team can score. They've got Division I talent on this football team and a variety of players, and we will hear about that from head coach Mike Huffman, and we'll talk with Brandon Cool as well. This is the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Radio, one of five games that we have for you tonight, and we want to run those down for you. On ESPN 1550, Adams Central is taking on Central City, Hastings and McCook on 1230 AM KHAS, St. Cecilia and St. Paul on the Breeze 94.5, and Sutton is taking on Battle Creek on Power 99, 98.9. All games are also available online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. PlatteRiverPreps.com, our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Kearney, Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. That Sutton Battle Creek game could be interesting. Remember, Battle Creek has been to the last five state semifinals in Class C2. They're holding senior night here tonight, which you might say, well, that's a pretty bold move. Well, they were supposed to have it when the weather wiped it out some three weeks ago. They knew they were going to be in the playoffs. They knew that they were going to have a home game, so they scheduled it here tonight. Let's take a look at some other games that are already in progress. In the first quarter, Gothenburg leads West Point Beamer by a score of 13 to nothing. In Class B, York has a 14 to nothing lead over Alliance in the second quarter. In Class C2, BRLD 8-7 over Freeman. That is in the first quarter. In six-man action, earlier today, it was Hyannis over SEM 70-30. You heard that here on ESPN. Minotaur beat Walt Hill 81-20. to and in the first quarter, we've already got a lot of points. Wilcox Hildreth, 22, and Creek Valley, 
14. We're looking for updates from the Eustace Farnham Spalding Academy game and the Harvard Arthur County game, which are already underway. If you have scores from any of the playoff games, you can hashtag us on Twitter at NEB Preps, or you can call or text our phone number 308 646 0506. 308 646 0506. Just text us or call us with the uh, score and the point in the game that we are in. We had a chance to catch up with Mike Huffman on the Doug and Daddy Show earlier this week. We'll hear his interview first and then chat with Brandon Cool of the Bearcats. This is the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, the Class A state football playoffs. Carney and Bellevue West here on ESPN. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. I was raised in a little town eight miles southwest of here. And from my first day, 18 years ago, I loved working at Mary Lanning because of the people. My daily routine is I get in and see as many people as I can, see if there's anything special that they would need. It's just about being there. I graduated with a full-ride scholarship to Colorado Art Institute in Denver, and I turned that down because I wanted to be a cowboy. The artwork that I do is very, very soothing for me, and it just relaxes me, and it lets me realize I've just been very blessed. My name is Ron Meyer. I'm a customer advocate for Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care our inspiration. Welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on ESPN Radio. Earlier this week, we had a chance to catch up with Bellevue West head football coach Mike Huffman on the Doug and Daddy Show. Bellevue West will be taking on Kearney, the 314 matchup. And Mike Huffman, the head coach, Thunderbirds, giving us some time here on the Doug and Daddy Show to preview it. Coach, thanks for the time. How are things in the Metro? Oh, man, guys, it's good to hear from you, man. I can't complain with this weather in October. We're pretty excited about playing Kearney this Friday. With the way that you run your offense, sometimes weather can be a factor in the playoffs here in Nebraska. Uh, how important is that for what you want to do? You know, I think our first couple of years, way back in 13 and 14, I think it made a lot bigger difference than it does now. We're so much better at running the ball. That first two years, we were chucking it 50 times a game and just hoping it wasn't windy. Uh, but nowadays, you know, with our spread running attack, you know, with Bradley down at Nebraska, now Javon Ducker, uh, our linemen really understand spacing and stuff like that. And then we have a, a quite a prolific screen game as well. So it obviously helps when the weather's in a, in a good situation because that opens up everything that we can do. But uh, bad weather, I still think we're able to move the ball successfully. You know, Coach, I looked at your uh, season. I've been watching it kind of all year long. And you had two 50-50 games, and you kind of split in them. You had Lincoln High where you, early in the year. I think you got them mm-hmm. in like maybe three overtimes. And then uh, Omaha North Beach in a shootout. But other than that, you've had pretty good control of the games. Is your defense, is, is that the key thing that you're kind of concerned about in the playoffs? You know, it's, it's really kind of neat. You go back to that Lincoln High game, everybody wants to bring that up. You know, with six minutes left in the game, we were up by 16 points. 
And then we actually dropped a wide open pass in the end zone, which would put it up by 22. We had our, we call the shock troopers up on the sideline, getting ready to go in. And sure enough, uh, they got a big stop there and they literally went 85 yards in a minute. One of their, I, I want to say it was number seven Jones took went to the house, got the two point conversion. We got a couple first downs, gave it back to them with about a minute left and they went all the way down the field. So I tipped my hat to that offense at Lincoln High and they were able to do that. Uh, and then, you know, North, man, that was a sweet game. Uh, but, man, I, I've been worried the whole year about the size of our defense. We run like deer on defense, but we are undersized, both at linebacker, at safety, and then on the defensive end position. So uh, when it comes down to some serious, serious power football, uh, you know, I sit and wonder now a lot of pursuit helps that. But at the same time, tackling Xander Gray at 240, that's a challenge, man. And I'm worried about this number 10 for Carney, that quarterback, and towed it pretty good. So uh, I'm interested to see how this all shakes out. We were talking with Mike Huffman, the head coach at uh, Bellevue West. They do not have problems scoring, Jimmy. That is, you hit the defense right on the head there, but they don't have problems scoring. Is there something that uh, is still a work in progress with this offense? Because you're going to have a 2,000-yard passer by the end of the night on Friday. You've already got a 1,200-yard rusher in Jay Ducker. Uh, you've, got, you've got the weapons and, and a lot of the state, have, as we said, with Jalen and some of the other guys you've had over the last few years, they've seen what your offense can do. Yeah, you know, it's really kind of interesting. We're, we're much farther along this year than we thought, to be real honest with you. We thought we'd be pretty good, but we had no idea we'd be scoring at this clip. And this is crazy, guys. We've had seven different offensive linemen uh, situations in nine games. You know, we get we get our what we feel is our best offensive lineman back. This will be his first game back since the second series of the Papio South game. Caden Lynn, he plays right guard. Uh, he had a dislocated elbow, and... You know, I didn't even know you could come back from a dislocated elbow, to be really honest with you. It's the first one I've had in 21 years. So he's finally back, and we're excited about that. So uh, we definitely can gel even more on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Nate Sullivan, number five, had his best game of the season last year, kind of what we expected or last week, kind of what we've been expecting the whole time, but we haven't seen it. Uh, and you know what you're going to get with Ducker, Daly, and, and Bet. So it's nice to have other options because teams will choose to try to shut down those two outside guys. So the slots and Ducker have to have big games. You know, Coach, also, when I look at your uh, you, the, your playoff and who you're going to play, Carney High, a team that was the 16 seed about four years ago and had the lead at Millard West in the third quarter and with, gave them all they wanted. And then if you win, it looks like you're going to play Lincoln High. If you win the state championship, you're going to earn it. Talk a little bit about Carney High, if you would. You know, I have a ton of respect for Carney. I always, I went to UNK. I don't know if you guys know that or not. So it was fun listening about them. I double A and things like that. Well, I was waiting to hear from you guys. But uh, I have such respect for Carney High and Coach Cool. He's done an amazing job there. They are so well coached. And I tell you, like I told our boys, man, people are going to try to punch you in the mouth. And when I think of Carney High football, I think of just dudes that like to run and hit. And sure enough, you throw on the tape, and these guys these guys are solid football players. Uh, you know, I already mentioned Coach Cool. The dude has won everywhere. He's been winning out there for a long time. I will promise you that Bellevue West will not be taking uh, Carney High lightly because we know what they can do. If you go back and you really look at it, they're exchanging touchdowns with Lincoln High uh, throughout the first half, even the third quarter. Uh, they're exchanging touchdowns. Uh, oh gosh, with Lincoln Southwest, I mean, they, they, these guys could easily uh, be a top six seed, in my opinion. So you know, they have our full attention. 
And uh, this program is ahead in the right direction. Bellevue West trying to win their fourth consecutive first-round playoff appearance because before that, let's face it, uh, Bellevue West wasn't having a whole lot of success in the postseason. Is it talent or is there another key to that, Mike? You know, it's funny that you ask, guys. Uh, I always felt there were about a handful of jobs, including Carney High, uh, that I was interested in, you know, when I was an assistant coach and then the head coach of Fort Calhoun. And I always thought that Bellevue West was a sleeping giant just because where it sits in the Metro. Uh, they've always had a pretty good group of skill kids. Uh, it's hard to create a skill kid, guys. You, you kind of have to have those dudes. And we have a great basketball program. We have a good baseball program. So the skill guys are here. You can build high school linemen. And, you know, we get in here. Uh, they hadn't lifted weights, they, you know, and it's just you know, a sad situation. Uh, but I knew if we could get these guys to lift weights that we could turn it around pretty quickly. And the good thing, again, because of where we're at in the Metro, there's so many schools like a, you know, a half a minute away that were already lifting weights. So the parents here knew that their kids needed to be doing this. So I think I've got one phone call in six years about lifting weights. And I, I think, you know, I think it won only a couple of times in the playoffs before that. They always went. They just always lost. So uh, it was a quick turnaround basically because of the, uh, the weight room and getting the skill kids to really believe in football, you know, being football guys first and then playing those other sports. You know, Coach, when I look at the Class A playoffs this year, I, I actually think that anybody could win this. I mean, there's so many teams that could win. I know Omaha mm-hmm. Burke has, hasn't been tested. I mean, they I think 17 points is the closest they've had any one game. But I look at, like, mm-hmm. Lincoln Southeast – Eight out of the nine teams on their schedule had a winning record, and they go six and three. I mean, you know, talk about not having a free game all year long. You know, I mean, they had to compete. And then you look at Omaha North, and I mean, there are just so many teams that have come up and beaten somebody on a given night. Your thoughts on that? You know, it's it's really been kind of neat. I, I don't know that there's a clear cut. You know, even you look at Omaha Burke because they handled North early, early. Uh, but that always tends to be one of the mo's of Larry Martin. They get better as the season goes by. Uh, and, you know, Southeast, when they played North, Sander Gray didn't play that game. So that's a, that's a big asterisk there. But, man, Southeast is really good. I'm, I've, I've expected a lot out of them the last couple of years. Gatulo used to be at Westside. So I actually know Ryan. Uh, he's a phenomenal coach. One of our former assistants, his wife works for Huddle. So they ended up moving to Lincoln. He got a job at Southeast. So I know they're the real deal. Yeah, you're right, man. There's like six or seven teams I think could win this if they get hot. Uh, at the right time, and that's what we keep telling our guys: that everybody is zero and zero, and anybody can win. We got to do whatever we can to make sure that the team that wins on Friday is wearing purple and gold. All right, the head football coach at Bellevue West, Mike Huffman. You'll be able to hear the game of Friday night right here on ESPN Radio as they take on Carney High. Coach, thanks for the time, and we will see you on Friday. All right, guys, can't wait to see you. That's Bellevue West head football coach Mike Huffman. We'll be back and hear from Carney High's Brandon Cool as we get ready for the Class A state playoffs here on ESPN. You're listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Do you need transmission repair on your four-wheel drive truck or SUV? How about your two-wheel drive or front-wheel drive vehicle for work or school? Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. Over the years, TBK Transmissions has repaired thousands of four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, and transfer cases, foreign or domestic. Put your trust in TBK. The only way is TBK, 2520 Avenue Q or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. 
Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. Welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Class A state football playoffs on this Friday night. The Carney Bearcats getting ready to take on Bellevue West, and we are joined by head coach Brandon Cool, whose uh, team has a task in front of them. Uh, many people believe Bellevue has one of the best squads that are around, and uh, coach, mm-hmm. you have been able to put your team uh, in the playoffs year in and year out, and you're coming off such a great run last year. How does the feeling in the coaching room differ today than it did a year ago today? Hopefully we're in a different position than we were a year ago. Uh, we were high-fiving each other, uh, being the number one seed, and then you have to come back, and we played a fairly difficult schedule. The teams that we got beat by are all uh, playoff teams, and uh, all those guys, I think, uh, for the most part, are playing home games too. So uh, definitely a different schedule as the NSA changed our uh, two-year commitment up uh, here this last uh, last uh, winter. And uh, so for us uh, – we got a huge task at hand, being the 14th seed, and we're excited about getting an opportunity to go to Omaha and compete against Bellevue West. Coach, those three losses before the win against North Platte, we had talked uh, midway through the season when we had the Millard West game. They were going to kind of define where your team would be mm-hmm. at this time of the year. But each game was a little bit different. Uh, maybe you lost it for different reasons or played better in different areas. Take me through that three-game stretch. Well, I think, first of all, you played uh, Millard West, and if you play at Foster Field, better get off to a good start and that definitely did not happen we got down 21 to nothing and then played pretty decent football for three quarters uh where it was kind of even football the entire rest of the game and uh just just got off to a terrible start and obviously uh Millard West took advantage of some of the miscues that we had there in the first quarter uh the next game was kind of the uh game that we had circled all year long that we thought would be kind of a defining moment for us uh within district play and that's the Lincoln Southwest game um, those guys, obviously, that's the first time we've been on the road for a couple weeks. Uh, get an opportunity. It's kind of an early game, kind of a Mother Nature threw a, a few wrinkles in there. And uh, same thing, just didn't get off to a, a very good start. Uh, we were down uh, 14 nothing to start that game and ended up getting beat on the last second field goal. Uh, they have an outstanding kicker, and uh, the snap was high and a great hold, and the guy was able to get through it for about a 40-45 yarder. And so uh, that was a tough one to swallow. And then we go back down to Lincoln and play against the Lincoln High team, uh, who I think is a fantastic football team. Um, they got skilled guys, and they got a quarterback can throw it around. They're pretty physical up front. and uh, Offensively, they just knocked us uh, uh, in all sorts of directions on the defensive side of the ball. And we were able to move the ball offensively, and they able to put up 30, I believe 31 points. But, you know, defensively, we just couldn't uh, get it stopped, and, and they are very explosive. And they beat us on a couple fade passes, and obviously the running back is fantastic. So, those three teams obviously uh, are playing uh, home games here in the, in the state football playoffs, and those three teams will be reckoned with to uh, uh, to continue on here uh, the next couple weeks. We're talking with Brandon Cool, Carney High football coach, getting ready for the Class A opener against Bellevue West. Where did you see even improvement in your football team, even when you weren't picking up wins during that time? Yeah, no, we uh, there's a lot of different uh, advantages that we got uh, from an improvement standpoint um, going into the season. I mean, we only had two starters back. Uh, in our entire football program, 
And uh, so we had a lot of holes to fill, and one of the holes that we had to fill was that inside linebacker. And I tell you what, we've really made some improvement with uh, Jeremiah Hageman is playing at a very, very high level. And then you got uh, Parker Brush in there, and those two guys have been playing almost every snap at inside linebacker spot. And so for, for us to survive, they're going to have to have a huge game here against Bellevue West. Uh, we're fairly young up front. Uh, we had uh, you know, a starter back in Grant Kowalski. He's about the only starter that we had coming back defensively. And you throw in um, uh, Jared Christiancy and Josh Warner at the nose guard spot. But I really think that the tackle spot, even the end spot with Jackson Worley, has really made our defense better up front. So uh, secondary-wise, we've got to get to some explosive offenses. And uh, secondary-wise, uh, sometimes we're hot, sometimes we're cold. And uh, it's one of those things where those guys are going to play outstanding against the uh, Thunderbirds here uh, this uh, this evening. Brandon Cool with us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. I'm not sure which one of the two questions to ask next because you've always stated, and a lot of coaches have, that when you get to the playoff time, you have to be the more physical football team. Yet, you have struggled with a couple of those, but many people want to say that Bellevue West is most comparable to Lincoln High, which is more of a high-flying octane offense. So uh, how, do you, how do you see Bellevue West? Are they physical as well as being speedy? Well, yes, they're a double-edged sword from that perspective. Um, uh, they're really physical. They have 295 and 340 pounds at the defensive tackle spot, and their defensive ends are probably their their best athletes at the defensive line. So their their defensive line is really good. Uh, offensively, uh, they got some guys out out and out in front there that can uh, definitely move the ball in, in the run game. And so they're gonna they're gonna try to try to you know dink and dive you with uh, some run game stuff with that good running back back behind there. Their quarterback, remember, is a backup quarterback. Their starting quarterback got hurt at week, week two or week three for the season. And so they're still working with their backup quarterback who keeps getting better and better and better. And so we're going to have to find a way to get some pressure on him to make him throw the ball a little bit sooner than he wants to uh, to get a little bit of an advantage to our secondary. Brandon, let's kind of put the brass tacks down. I know the coaches have worked as hard as they could, and, and you're going in with a game plan. What do you have to do? I mean, obviously penalties and taking care and win the turnover battle and things like that. Is there something that your football team does that would give Bellevue West some problems? You know what? We're going to have to do a great job of just being consistent on offense and moving the chains. Uh, there's going to be some time where it's going to be third and three, and we've got to get a first down. If it's fourth and two and we're close to the middle field, we're going to have to make the decisions that we're going to go for it or not because any little advantage that we can get to keep their high-potent offense off the field is going to be huge for us. Special team-wise, we still got uh, Gabe Hines. Gabe Hines can get us uh, three points in a hurry from a long ways away. And uh, kickoff-wise, he's been kicking all of those babies, almost all of them, into the uh, end zone. So if Bellevue West is going to beat us, they're going to have to beat us by going 80, uh, 85 yards uh, in order to get points up on the board. So uh, keep their offense off the field. we got to win the field position with our special teams and uh, be as consistent as we can here uh, offensively to get first down. And finally, Brandon, obviously there's some things that, I mean, there was so such a great football team last year, some things that are different. The rushing yards aren't quite what they were last year. And on the other side of that special teams, maybe uh, you haven't had the explosive plays in punt returns and kickoff returns uh, so far this year. Is that going to be a chance to do something in this football game tonight? The field position and getting yards is going to be, going to be huge. Uh, we've gone against a lot of kickers. And some of those kickers are able to kick those balls to the end zone. So from a kickoff return perspective, we haven't been able to uh, uh, hit that big one. Uh, a lot of teams are doing a few things where they're going ahead and uh, and, uh, and pooch the ball a little bit. So we have to come up and catch it. They tackle us at the 25, 30-yard line. So we're starting out with good field position. We just haven't had a good 
get get enough uh, enough reps in, in order for it to hit the big one in the kickoff return game. And we got to be a lot more physical. We just haven't been very physical on the kickoff return. But on return, we've been very aggressive on trying to block them. And uh, we got one block punt here in the middle of the season, but we just haven't been able to get close enough here the last uh, two or three weeks. And we get a block punt. That changed the momentum of the football game, especially on our sideline in a hurry. So without a doubt, those special teams are going to be key for us here on Friday night. Well, let's get off to a good start, and uh, let's pull a stunner and talk again next week, Coach. Good luck. You bet. Thank you for your coverage. That's Brandon Cool, head football coach of the Carney Bearcats, and we'll be back with the starting lineup for tonight's Class A state first-round game right after this on ESPN Radio. And welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Radio. Doug Duda ready to take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off, for the Thunderbirds of Bellevue West, they're 8-1, the only loss to Omaha North, 52-49. They own a two-overtime win on opening night, as you heard from Coach Huffman, against Lincoln High. And they come in as the number three seed of the 2018 playoffs. The center is number 74, 6'1", 320-pound junior T.J. Griffin. The guards on the left side, number 55, 5'9", 205-pound senior Nick Nickinen. And on the right side at guard, number 72, 6'2", 245-pound junior Caden Lind. The tackles on the right side, number 65, 6'2", 255-pound senior A.J. Cullen. And the left tackle, number 70, 6'4", 260-pound junior Thomas Alt. They do like to spread you out at the three wide receiver positions. The X is number 23, 5'8", 165-pound senior Shane Daly. At the Y, number 15, 6'3", 195-pound junior, your Division I man, Xavier Betts. And the Z is number 14, 5'10", 145-pound senior, Mason Braun. The slot back is number 5, 6'2", 180-pound junior, Nate Sullivan. The 1,200-yard rusher is number 8, 5'10", 185-pound junior, Jay Ducker. And the quarterback, number 2, he should get to 2,000 yards through the air tonight with any effort at all. Six 170-pound senior, Evan Keezer. The head coach of the Thunderbirds is Mike Huffman. For the Carney Bearcats, at center, number 59, 6'1", 269-pound junior, Josh Warner. At the guards on the left side, number 56, 5'10", 214-pound senior, Josh Geralt. And the right guard, number 63, 5'8", 186-pound senior, Charlie Poland. At the tackles, on the right side, number 75, 6'1", 270-pound senior, Carson Huerta. And the left tackle, number 64, 6'2", 255-pound senior, Tristan Brueggemann. Your big tight end, or the X, is Seth Strohn, number 90, 6'3", 201-pound junior. Your other wide receivers, number 84, 5'11", 190-pound senior, Grant Kowalski. You could call both of them tight ends, basically. Kowalski lining up at that Y position. The Z is number 7, 6'2", 180-pound junior in Braden Rich. The halfback is number 1, 5'9", 145-pound senior, Kale Masters. The I-back, number 3, 6'1", 178-pound junior, Miko Maisner. And number 10, 6'2", 201-pound senior, Senior is your quarterback, Braden Miller. The head coach of the Carney Bearcats is Brandon Cool, assisted by Brad Archer, Steve Cherry, Bart Crone, Brian Haas, Wade Halverson, Chad Carr, Pete Croft, Dan Martin, Kyle Peters, Brecken Reed, and Darren Van Winkle. Carney unranked, but the defending state runner-up at eight and one. Bellevue West is actually fifth in the Omaha World Herald's Class A rankings. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. As far as the injuries, neither coach gave us anybody on the two deep coming into the playoff game, so that is great news for both sides. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. 
We're getting close to kickoff. Bellevue West and Kearney High. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or your Hogemeyer Hybrids seed dealer. We'll kick it off next. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire. When the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance. The no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. Doug Duda, along with our producer-engineer, J.D. Rader, want to make sure that you can follow along with all the scores tonight. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com and follow along on our scoreboard. Carney High will kick it away here to start this football game, and special teams is also dangerous here for the Thunderbirds of Bellevue West. Bailey Jr., and he is standing back uh, d- deep, and Justin Cheney back there as well, and the kick is a line drive kick that will bounce at the 15, get by the return men, and get into the end zone, and that's what Carney wants. They do not want anybody returning the football, and a good job there, as we heard from our head coach, Brandon Cool from Gabe Hines, to boot the ball, and now let's see what Bellevue West wants to do. Boy, Carney High, I think, would have loved to have the football here and try and establish something, get some offense on the board. Now you have to look at their defense. Can they find a way for Bellevue West to have to punt the ball? They will go four wides, twins right and left, and Evan Keyser, the quarterback, will be in the pistol with his eye back just off to his left and Jay Ducker. Man in motion from left to right will be Mason Braun, and they'll give it to Ducker straight up the middle. He's got a big hole, 25-30, into the secondary, 35. He's at the 40 before he is drugged down by Braden Rich at the 41-yard line. That is a 21-yard gain on the first play of this football game. And that's going to show you, as we read you the starting lineups, how much bigger up front Bell West is. And they want to run hurry up, and they're ready to go. Same formation. Ducker just off the left of his quarterback, Evan Keezer. Four-down lineman here for Carney High. Trying to bring some pressure from the end. A little swing pass out here, complete into the hands of Nate Sullivan. Slips one tackle to the 45, and he'll be brought down near the 49-yard line. That's going to be a nice gain on the play of eight, and it'll be second down and two. They will score. They will move the football. You just hope to slow them down a little bit, as you heard from Coach Cool, or help to knock the ball away, force a penalty, something to slow them down, get them off schedule. Second and two, out of the pistol. They'll hand it to Ducker. Ducker's hit in the backfield. He is able to scoot through for about a yard, but a nice job there for Carney High, getting the first time they were able to slow them down just a little bit. Jarrett Christiancy able to make the tackle. They're going to give Ducker a gain of about a half a yard, so it'll be third down and a yard and a half. They're going quicker than the Big Red down in Lincoln. Trips to the right side this time, and they will put Betts off to the left side. That's the short side of the field. Hard count. Carney doesn't move, and the ball's fumbled to the backfield. The quarterback is able to pick it back up, and Keezer will get to the corner and get out of bounds and have the first down. A near break there for Carney High, but Keezer didn't panic. He reached down, he picked it up, and he went around left end for six yards. And another first down here for Bellevue West. So 22 for Ducker, 6 for Keyser and an 8-yard pass, and 36 yards here so far for Bell West. First down and 10 now at Bearcat Territory at the 45-yard line. Sullivan in motion from left to right. Here's a wide receiver screen out of the flat, complete to Shane Daly. He slips through one man to the 40. Here comes a penalty flag, and we're going to get this one called back as he makes it to the 35-yard line. Ran a little bit of a different bubble slash wide receiver screen. They sent Daly about four yards downfield, then he cut back sharply and got behind the man in motion who was Betts. 
We'll wait for our official indication. Holding will be called on Bellevue West. And let's see if they mark it off from where the flag is setting or if they mark it off from the line of scrimmage because the flag's a little farther downfield, and that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to uh, mark it off. So it's going to be a four-yard completion and then a six-yard penalty or 10-yard penalty, and it'll be first and 16 for Bell West at their own 49-yard line on the far hash near the Kearney sideline. Kearney trying to bring some pressure up on the right end, and they will shift the running back, Jay Ducker, from right to left. On first and 16, trips to the left. Inside trap, they'll hand it to Ducker. He leaps over the defensive lineman and gets into Kearney territory and picks up about what they lost on the penalty. He's going to be just short of the 45-yard line. They'll officially call it the 46, so a five-yard gain. And Christiancy blew his man off the ball but was on the ground, and Ducker just jumped over him, and he couldn't trip him up. Second down and 11 here, Bellevue West opening drive of the ball game, two minutes in. They're at the Kearney 46, and he wants to throw the football. Quick out here. It's going to be complete to Betts. Betts is going to be brought down at the 39-yard line. Pretty good job by Carney, but it's still going to be a seven-yard gain to Xavier Betts. So three for three for Keezer here early on for 19 yards. Third down, we'll call it four yards to go at the Bearcat 39-yard line. Slot right is Nate Sullivan, giving them trips to the right side. And the lone wide out to the left side is Xavier Betts. They haven't really changed the formation much, just some motion. Ducker on an inside handoff. He is hit in the backfield, gets off of that tackle, and gets to the 35, and will have the first down at the 33-yard line. Six-yard gain by Jay Ducker. Four carries, 33 yards, and the third first down of the opening drive here for Bellevue West. So Carney a couple of times has made some contact at the line of scrimmage but has not been able to uh, make a tackle behind the line of scrimmage. One play for one yard on a Ducker run that Christiansen got. First and 10 at the 33. In motion, Sullivan giving him trips to the right side. Fake the handoff, wants to throw some pressure in the backfield, and they got him at the 44-yard line. And getting back there for the sack is going to be Jackson Worley. A loss on the play of 11 yards, and that's what Carney High is going to need a lot of in this football game tonight. Also coming in on the edge was Corbin Foster, and that'll bring up second down and 21. Back at the 44, that's a great play, but we all know Bellevue West has the capability of picking up 21 yards in a couple of plays, or if they can get 10, they probably go for it on fourth down. Twins to the left and right. Ball here on the left hash. Ducker moving around to the backfield. He's going to set just about a half yard behind his quarterback, Keezer. They'll send Sullivan in motion again from left to right. Blitz from the right side. Keezer steps up. His hand is hit off that blitz, and they are going to call it an incomplete pass. Coming through for Carney High to get him was Parker Brush. We told you right before the snap they were bringing the blitz. It came from the left end, and an incomplete pass here brings up third down and 21. So a couple of nice plays there for the Bearcats. Can they force a punt here from Bellevue West? Third and 21 at the 44 of the Bearcats. Opening drive. Trips to the right, and they'll also put Ducker offset to the right side. Little bubble screen out here. It is caught into the hands of number five, Nate Sullivan. He breaks one tackle inside the 40, but he'll be brought down at the 38-yard line. And the Bearcats give up six yards. Now let's see what head coach Mike Huffman wants to do. They're in that tweener part on the field, too far for a field goal, but a yardage situation that is fourth down and 15 at the 38. They are going to bring out the punt team, and I'll tell you what, this is one team that hasn't been out there much this year for the Thunderbirds. Rodriguez is going to stand back at the five, probably hoping that the ball gets punted into the end zone. So let's see what they can do on the punt. 
Snap it off to the right side, and the punt is away here. Keeser's also the punter, and Rodriguez fields the ball at the four and is dropped. So a punt of 34 yards, a beautiful punt that time. And the tackle made by Shane Daly Jr., and Carney will start at the five. Rodriguez caught it at the four and fell forward. That is a tough one. You never know the bounce you're going to get, but you probably have to let that one go. Uh, the four or the one, really, what's the difference? Uh, so a tough one there. Rodriguez fields it. Carney high comes up with a stop. So now let's see what their offense does. Probably going to be hard to do anything too outstanding here at their own five. They need to find a way to get a first down. So Braden Miller will be out of the shotgun. Trips to the left. Single to the wide side of the field here. Maisner in motion out of the backfield. They'll run option. They'll pitch it. They fumble it into the end zone. Maisner gets it, but it's a safety. Two to nothing, Bellevue West. So all the good feeling you just had went out the window and is headed over to Papillion. They sent Maisner in motion from left to right. Looked like a pitch that just went right off of his hands and bounced back into the end zone. Maisner covered it to save a touchdown, but now Bellevue West gets the ball right back. Two to nothing. We'll kick it off in 30 seconds. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes and would like to wish them good luck in their competition. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Good luck, athletes. Glad to have you with us here tonight on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation, KXPN, Kearney, Amherst, and Elm Creek. Doug Duda with you here for this Class A state playoff game and the free kick. Kearney's going to put it on the tee and see how far Gabe Hines can knock it down the field. And it's a beautiful kick. He kicks it over their head. It's going to roll all the way back, and they've got to pick it up at the 2. It's going to be picked up at the 2 by Justin Cheney, up to the 10, to the 15. He breaks a tackle, and he's going to get it out to the 20-yard line, but that's excellent. Excellent kick. We're not in a howling wind here, and that ball bounced about 15 yards, and then it just died at the 1-yard line. Justin Cheney was going to let it bounce into the end zone wisely, and then it just gripped on the turf, and he had to pick it up and did a good job of slipping a couple of tackles. There were Bearcats there at the 10, but he was able to return it out to near the 20-yard line. They'll officially call it to 20. First and 10, Bellevue West now, their second series. 7-13 to go here in the first quarter. Two to nothing, Bellevue West. The first ever meeting between these teams in the playoffs. Trips to the left side, that is the wide side. Long count this time by Keezer. Keezer, pitch play. Looks like this time Ducker is trying to dance around the left side, and he's not going to get anywhere. He's going to be brought down at the original line of scrimmage. No gain. Second down and 10. So Carney's defense playing well on the last four snaps here. Bellevue West, do they take that shot down the field? They've got the speed. Checking over on the sideline, and this is the longest they've taken between snaps so far to get the play in. Second and 10 at their own 20, up 2 to nothing. Twins left and right. Ball now on the near hash toward the Bellevue West bench. Beautiful turf field here at Bellevue. 
Long count, and they will hand it to Ducker again, trying to get to the outside. Carney forces him to the sideline and brings him down at about the 22-yard line. Nice tackle over there by the Bearcats' Alex Kemp. A short gain of two. It's going to be third down and eight. So Bellevue West trying to use their big guys, run short side of the field here. And Evan Kieser now has to find a way to move the football here as they send trips to the wide side. And usually when they have a single man, it's going to be Xavier Betts, their dynamic wide receiver. Nearly 800 receiving yards this year. Now it looks like they're changing the play. Audible here from Kieser. Play clock down to five. He calls for it. It's an empty backfield. And here comes the blitz from the left side. Kieser drops back. He's flushed out of the pocket. He's got room to run. He'll throw it underneath. It's knocked away. Nice job by Kemp to deny it from the wide receiver, Xavier Betts. Alex Kemp hangs right in there. Two possessions and two punts for Bellevue West. Good defense there by the Bearcats. And now they should get pretty decent field position and a lot better chance here for the return man in Trey Rodriguez. He'll stand back this time at about his 45-yard line. Last punt went 34 yards. So Keyser ready to boot it away, standing at his 10. Takes it. A little rugby. They put some pressure on him and almost got it, and it's a kind of a shake punt. It's going to bounce at the 43 and out of bounds. That's only a 20-yard punt. They sent Miko Maisner in there on a blitz on the punt, and he almost got it. Keyser kind of salute or slid to the right like he wanted to rugby punt it, just kind of throw Carney off, and then he got a little flushed when he saw that Maisner was coming at him hard. Earlier today, Link Millard South eliminated Lincoln Pius the 10th, 34 to 14 in Class A action. Burke has taken a 7-0 lead over Papio. First and 10, Carney at the 43. Maisner, halfback reverse. They fumble that one. It's going to be picked up, and they lose a whole bunch of yards. Kale Masters, they were going to run the reverse. He's back at the 50-yard line, a loss of seven. So they tried to run a trick play, and it didn't work. Two offensive plays, and they have bobbled the handoff both times. They gave it to Maisner on a jet sweep left. He tried to hand it off to Kale Masters. And he bobbled it. He didn't fumble it, but he bobbled it, and that just killed the play. So now it's second down and 17. Carney High going the wrong way. This is not what they are looking to accomplish in the ballgame. High snap. They'll give it to Mazer this time of the jet sweep. He's hit in the backfield, tries to turn the corner, and can't get there. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. And Carson King is in there. On the tackle ball right at midfield. Two to nothing, Bellevue West. Carney fumbled their first snap of the ball game in the end zone. They forced Bellevue West to punt it. Carney caught the punt at the four yard line and then fumbled it into the end zone on an option pitch to Maisner. So two to nothing, 420 to go here in quarter number one. Carney high on third and 17. They'll keep two backs in and now send Maisner out of the backfield, giving them trips to the right side. Need that blocking back. Brueggemann's there. They'll throw it down the middle of the football field. Jump ball picked off. Overthrown for Kale Masters, and it's picked off by Gannon Spa. He's up to the 30, to the 40, still breaking tackles. Dynamic return, 50, and he's nailed out of bounds at the 45-yard line, but there is a penalty flag on the return. There is going to be a block in the back. Braden Miller just overshot Kale Masters. Masters had kind of sat down right around the first down marker at the 35. He would have been a couple of yards short, but he would have had some room to run and just overshot him on his first pass of this football game. So, so far, Carney's offense, negative yards. 
Two possessions, two turnovers. And a block in the back here is what we are expecting to be told. Okay, hitting the defensive player. So that's going to be a big penalty from the 42. Should move him all the way back to a 27-yard line. And first down and 10 now for Bellevue West. This is already their third possession of the first quarter. I think overall, you would say for Carney High, if it was 2-0, eight minutes into the ball game, you'd take that. They want this clock to move. They want to keep it close. And then they're going to have to figure out a way to move the football. So the ball will be at the 27-yard line. First down and 10, Bell West. They like to go twins each side here so far in their opening three possessions and just kind of move Jay Ducker around. Left, right, behind Kieser. This time to his left. Kieser will keep it himself. Around left end, gets to the 30, 35, into the secondary, 40, and makes it all the way up to the 44-yard line. Maybe the 43, they'll say, is knee hit. And a 16-yard run. And enough for a first down. Foster in on the tackle. The fourth first down for Bellevue West, and this is where they get their momentum. Get a nice play. Line up, go again. Line up, go again. They keep it simple. And Kieser back to pass. Trying to set up a screen. Wide receiver screen to Betts. He makes the catch. Here comes a penalty flag, and he's going to be tackled after a four-yard gain. It is Jeremiah Hageman, leading tackler on this Cardi Bearcat team, making the tackle. But again, we had a penalty flag on the play. Going to be a hold on Bellevue West. So three penalties for 35 yards already on the Thunderbirds. And this will move the ball back to about the 35, maybe the 36-yard line. They're going to get three yards credit on the completed pass. Don't forget, we've got plenty of football going on tonight. 1230 KHAS, ESPN 1550, Classic Hits Power 99, The Breeze 94.5. All three Hastings schools, along with the Sutton-Battle Creek game on Power 99. First out in 17, Bellevue West at their own 36, leading it 2 to nothing. Three and a half to go first quarter. Keezer, this time he's going to hand it off to Ducker. Ducker hitting the backfield. Carney High came through, and Braden Miller drills him at the 35-yard line. Brueggemann was right there with him. That's scouting and film read right there. Loss of a yard of the play for Ducker. Ducker had 21 yards on the first play of this football game. Since then, six carries for 13 yards. Second out and 18 for Bellevue West at their own 35-yard line. They will send Sullivan to the slot with trips to the right side. And again, over here to the left is Xavier Betts. Keezer looks over the defensive line, three-down lineman, and he steps back, three-step drop, wants to throw it deep to the right side into double coverage, and he has got it over his intended receiver. Incomplete, trying to get it to Shane Daly Jr. Boy, they're fast. Ladies and gentlemen, we told you they're fast. They're fast. Double coverage over there, and he almost got that football caught. Corbin Foster, Braden Rich over there, one on each side of him. And it'll be third down and 18. So will West play it conservative and hand it off to Ducker, who could get 18, or will they take another shot here on third and long at their own 35-yard line? Same formation, trips right, bets to the left. Long count. They'll throw it again. Blitz from the right side. This time he is able to avoid it. Still has to run, and he's going to be drugged down. That might be a horse collar. Nope, they're going to say he grabbed him by the shoulder pads. The Bellevue West fans wanted a horse collar, but instead he's going to be dropped down some six yards behind the line of scrimmage for the second sack of the ball game, and it's going to be fourth and forever for Bellevue West. 
fourth and 24. And Rodriguez will get another chance to return, and Evan Keyser will have to punt for the third time in the first quarter. I will guarantee you Bellevue West did not punt three times in a quarter all year long. Here's the snap, a good one, and a low line drive kick. Rodriguez has to let it bounce and then clear out, and on the turf, it rolls about 10 yards more, and it's still rolling to the 34-yard line. So a 37-yard punt that time. No return. Carney High will take over first and 10 at their own 34, trailing 2 to nothing. The 3-14 matchup here at Bellevue West in the Class A state football playoffs on KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We are here in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth, but we're not in a booth. We are outside here tonight at Bellevue West. Omaha North has scored first at Grand Island. They lead it 7-0. Elkhorn South has scored first for a 7-0 lead over Lincoln High. The winner of that game plays the winner of this game. First and 10, Miller. Quick little hitch out of the backfield and a big stick at the 36-yard line. Great job to get in there and stick Tristan Southwell, who caught that pass. My goodness. Cannon Spa was there, and Ryan Rogers was the one that nailed him. It's a gain of three. And that is actually the first positive yardage play of this football game for Kearney High. Second and seven. Mark the ball at the 37-yard line. Still going four wide with Maisner flanking Braden Miller, who's actually the team's leading rusher. Fake it. Want to go deep again. Down the right sideline for Stroh. Double covered and incomplete. It was right on the money. Just a well-covered play. And it falls incomplete at the 30-yard line. You can already tell that Carney knows they are not probably going to be able to string long drives together. We've seen an option. We've seen a failed reverse. We see a chuck down the field on second and seven where they got enough yards on first down that they would have been in good shape. Now they put themselves in third and seven, stopping the clock with 1.42 to go here in the first quarter. Bellevue S2 and Carney nothing. They'll send Stroh out to the left and now move over there with Southwell as well. On third and seven, Miller trying to set up the screen to Mazer, and he overthrows it incomplete. There was a little running room out there. I don't know that he would have got the first down, but he overthrows Mazer, and another three and out here for Carney High. So they have yet to re- register a first down, and Braden Miller will actually have to punt because they fumbled on the first series. They threw an interception on the second series, and they're still only down two to nothing. So that is the bright side right now for the Carney High Bearcats. Starting to cool down a little more. A little wind starting to whip up here. Back deep is going to be Gannon Spawn. Miller with the two-man rush. Gets it high in the air. It's not very deep. The wind eats it up a little bit, and it bounces straight up in the air and just kind of sit there and die at about the 36-yard line. That's only a 27-yard punt for Braden Miller. There is no return, and Bellevue West will take over at their own 37-yard line with 1.26 to go here in the first quarter. Omaha North has scored again and leads Grand Island 14 to nothing in Class A. Omaha West side has kicked the field goal to lead Lincoln East 3 to nothing. First down and 10 for Bellevue West. Carney shifts the defensive line again. Evan Kieser takes a long count. Four wides, twins each side. Just gives it to Ducker straight up the middle. Gets low and gets a good gain. Up to the 45-yard line. Again, it looks like they've got him for two, and the next thing you know, he's crab-crawling five yards farther. It's going to be a gain of eight. And Jay Ducker now with 42 yards here in the first quarter on eight carries. Second down and two, Bellevue West, as we are now 
Down to one minute to go in the opening quarter here in the Class A opening round in 2018. Fake it to Ducker. Out here to Betts. Makes the mate, makes a beautiful cutback move on Masters down the left sideline. 50, 45, 40. And that's why you're a Division I athlete. Got him one-on-one and made Masters miss. And he is able to pick up 21 yards on the reception. The longest pass play here for the Thunderbirds. They are itching for a touchdown. They don't usually go 11 minutes without scoring in a game when you average nearly 53 points a game. First and 10 at the Bearcat, 36. Bellevue West up 2 to nothing. Little hitch and go to the right side. Now some pressure and a sack again. Coming through for the Bearcats to get the sack is going to be Drew Sinnard. Beautiful play, and that is the third sack of this football game. And it's going to be a loss of eight. And bring up second down and 18. So Carney High doing what they need to do to put some pressure on. Great job in there by the Bearcats. A little motion this time from right to left for Sullivan. And they're going to hand it to Ducker, and he is hit right away. Carney High comes through again as soon as he touches it. And this time the tackle is made by Jackson Worley. Alex Kemp was also in there. No gain that time for Ducker, and that is going to bring us to the end of the first quarter of play and a somewhat shocking score. Carney can't move the ball, but they've kept Bellevue West out of the end zone. A safety is all we have after one. It is Bellevue West 2, Carney High nothing here on ESPN Radio. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory-trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Ready for the second quarter of play. Third and 19. Bellevue West at the Kearney High 45. The Thunderbirds lead it 2 to nothing. Trips to the short side of the field and they put Xavier Betts to the wide side. Carney shifts their defensive secondary and they bring some pressure. It's going to be an inside handoff to Ducker. Gets by the first man to the 40. Headed out of bounds and he is going to go out of bounds at the 39 yard line. That's going to be only a gain of 6. And another punting situation, it looks like, right now for Bellevue West. In that first quarter, Bellevue West unofficially 62, well, let's redo that. Yeah, 62 yards of offense. Let's say 12, 22, 43, 49. They're lining up to go for it right now. They had 91 yards of offense compared to negative 7 for Kearney. And they're going to go for it on 4th and 13. Throw it for Betts, and it's tipped and knocked down by Braden Miller. They went with a deep slant. He was inside Kale Masters with the safety. Braden Miller came over and knocked it down, and the Bearcats will take over. And you tip your hat to Coach Huffman. Carney can't move the ball, so why not go for it when you're inside the 40-yard line, even though it was 4th and long? 
So, incomplete pass, and Carney will take over, but still looking for their first first down of this football game. One, two, three, seven offensive plays was all Carney ran in the first quarter of play. No penalties, two turnovers, and one punt. Carney High still in the huddle with 10 seconds. They break the huddle and come up over the football on the near hash towards our sideline, which is the Bell West home sideline. Mazner in motion. Quarterback draw, Braden Miller just looking for somewhere to go, and there is nowhere to go. Five, six, seven Thunderbirds are there to bring him down for a loss of two. That's the first run of the ball game for Miller. Carney High, tough sledding. There's just not going to be anywhere to go. It doesn't really matter how well you block up front right now. Every Carney Bearcat is giving up at least 50 pounds almost. About three of the four offensive linemen or three of the five are giving up 50 pounds a man. Bellevue West has 360, 320, 300. My goodness. Twins to the left on second down. They'll officially call it 11. Miller looks to the right side, throws it out here in the flat. Stroke catches it, and he's hit before he even comes down with it. It's complete at the 43-yard line. It's a gain of five. And it'll bring up third down and six yards to go for Carney. So at least something positive here. At their own 43-yard line, 10.45 to go here in the first half. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll have our first half stats. We'll talk with Kearney Athletic Director Ryan Hogue and look at the scores from around the state. Our high school state football playoffs are brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Kearney third and six at their own 43. Four wideouts, they'll send Masters in motion, giving them trips to the right, and they're not going to get the playoff, so a timeout will be called here by Coach Brandon Cool. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. There when you need us, specializing in you. Two to nothing, Bellevue West, early second on ESPN. This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring, but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Third down and seven. Carney Miller over the middle, complete, and Carney has their first first down, but drill as he hauls it in is going to be Corbin Foster at the 49-yard line. That's a gain of eight. And Bellevue West is bringing the heat. That is the first first down for Carney, and the first time that they've been into Bell West territory. They're at the 49-yard line, trailing only two to nothing with 10-10 to go here in the second quarter of play. Split out wide to the right, Will Richter. Lone man to the left is Stroh. And quarterback keeper. They wanted to hand it off on a read option, and Miller got up to the line of scrimmage and ran into a wall of Thunderbirds, led that time by Toy Miller. And they'll give him maybe a half yard, not even that. Looked like he had some room there. Miller saw a gap, and he's a little ginger walking over to the sideline to get the play. 
So second down and 10 here for Carney High. Trying to find any way to get some run yards. Can't find any holes up the middle. And trying to get to the outside, you've got all that Bell West speed. Second and 10 out of the shotgun again. Fake it to Mazner. Want to throw a little crossing route. It's complete to Seth Stroh at the 40 to the 35. He drags a couple of Thunderbirds to the 34-yard line and a gain of 15. And right now, what seems to be working for Carney, they threw an interception on it to Kale Masters because Miller threw it high, but just some crossing routes, some slant routes, seem to be open in the middle of that defensive secondary. And Carney High moves it to the 34-yard line. First and 10 Bearcats. Back-to-back first downs here on this first drive of the second quarter. Sends Stroh out to the right. Nobody to the left. They're going to keep a tight end in, and now this time they will slide the tight end. Jackson Worley to the right. Hand it off. It's student body right here for Mazner looking for somewhere to go. Gets just a little bit of a hold of the 31, and here comes a flag all the way from the back judge. That's usually not holding, but with all that mass of humanity over there, it's either an illegal block or a face mask. This might be Carney's first penalty. That is what it's called. So a block in the back. Mazner's going to get the four yards on the play. But a 10-yard penalty on Carney High for the illegal block. And that'll move him back. to around the 41-yard line is where the flag would have been at the 31, so they'll walk it off to the 41, and it'll be first down and 17 for Kearney High. Trailing 2 to nothing. Other scores, again, Grand Island is down early in their football game, 14, uh, 17 to nothing now to Omaha North. That's still in the first quarter. Burke leads Papillion La Vista 14 to nothing in the second. Lincoln High and Elkhorn South 7-7 in the second. Carney's ready to go now. First and 17. Quick little hitch over here. Complete at the 35-yard line. Stroh sure-handed. is shoved out of bounds. And that'll be enough for about six yards on the play. It'll bring up second down and 11. So Carney trying to go to the short passing game here. Getting a little cushion. Miller doing a pretty good job outside of that interception. In Class B, third quarter, York leads Alliance 28 to nothing. Second quarter, Scott leads Bennington 21 to nothing, and Seward leads Norris 13 to nothing. Waverly leads Lexington 14 to nothing in the first. Rolling deep, looking for a backside screen. It's a Miko Mazner wheel route. There's some contact before the ball got there. It's incomplete. Carney was hoping for some pass interference. They rolled out to the wide side of the field and then wheel routed Miko Mazner. To the short side, but it's going to be knocked away incomplete and bring up third down and 11. Nice play, just floated a little bit. If they would have had five yards shorter on that pass pattern, it probably would have been wide open for Mazner, but he ran far enough that the defensive secondary, both safety and corner, were over there for Bellevue West. Carney's not quite close enough for a Gabe Hines field goal, so let's see if they try to just get five or six or if they go for the whole ball of wax. Blitz over the middle, pass picked off. Picked off again at the 25, up to the 30, to the 35. Looks like that's Caden Hayes to the 39-yard line, the third turnover. And Hayes with the INT. And that is the third turnover. That really hurts because even if they didn't get anything, Carney could have elected to punt it there. 
So the Bearcats now have to get that defense back out on the football field. And Bellevue West will take over at the 38-yard line, leading 2 to nothing with 7.41 to go. West will start, as we said, at the 38. High potent, high octane offense has made a couple of mistakes. Ducker straight up the middle, runs right over his right guard and now pops it to the outside. 45 steps out of an ankle tackle and gets to the 48-yard line. He's going to be right at the first down marker. Let's see where they slap it down at. And they will say yes, a first down for Jay Ducker. 58 yards now for Ducker, the 1,200-yard rusher for Bellevue West. And, of course, you've got the quarterback in Evan Keezer, who's going to go over 2,000 yards tonight with any kind of a night at all. Just needs about 70 to get to 2,000. First and 10 at their own 48-yard line. In motion from right to left this time. Mason Braun back to pass. They want to go deep. Fly pattern right side behind the defender. Shane Daly, the ball knocked away. Great job by Rodriguez. It was strictly man-on-man right side. It was just a touch under thrown. Rodriguez batted it. He batted it up in the air. Daly fell on his back and still got a hand on it, but could not make the miracle catch. And it'll be second down and 10. So they haven't been afraid to take a shot downfield with Keezer, but so far Carney's secondary has been up to the task. Trips to the left side, and they actually do have Xavier Betts over there this time. That's the wide side of the field. 2-0 Bellevue West, 7.09 to go here in the first half of play on ESPN Radio. Doug Duda with you from the Metro. And the ball's fumbled. They tried to go with a little draw play to Ducker, and it went off of his hip, and Keezer covers it at the 45-yard line. It's going to be a loss of three on the play. And brings up third down and 13. And Coach Mike Huffman probably not too pleased here because his Bellevue West team has had a few too many third and double digits, third and 17 and 10 and 16 because of penalties and errors like this. Back at their own 45 on third down and 13. They empty the backfield with Ducker. They throw it to him, and he cannot catch it. Was it behind the line of scrimmage? They're going to say incomplete. They'll say it was an incomplete pass. Ducker was actually behind the line of scrimmage when they threw it, but as he came forward to catch it, they'll say it was at least parallel, if not in front of the line to gain. And so another punt coming up. This is the fourth punt, and miraculously, Carney has turned it over three times and only given up two points, and that's because the fumble was in the end zone and Maisner covered it for a safety. So Evan Keezer to punt it away. Off the right foot, and he hanks that one a little bit to the right side. It's going to go out of bounds probably around the 35-yard line. That is going to be another brutally short punt. They need to keep walking this one off. 32, boy, that was a terrible spot. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's still only a 23-yard punt. But the ball, oh, no, they changed it. It's going to be, there they go, an 18-yard punt. They walked five yards farther to the 37-yard line. So an 18-yard punt, that is a good spot or the correct spot, and Carney will take over at their 37. First down and 10, Bearcats had a little something going on the last drive, got it down inside the 35-yard line, but threw a pick. Now split out wide to the right will be Braden Rich. Carney High made it all the way to the state finals last year. One of the officials has been talking to his referee here for about 20 seconds after the spotting of the ball, not the guy that spots the ball, but from the far sideline. I don't know if there was a question from the Carney High bench but there's no discussion. He goes back over to the Carney sideline, and we're ready to go. And they're going to put Miller under center and go straight eye formation for the first time. Pitch play right side. Maisner halfback pass. One-on-one down the right side and way over the head 
of the intended target, Braden Rich. So we've already seen a couple of gadget plays. Some people call them trick plays, but Maisner incomplete. Got rid of that one in a hurry, but it was well covered. And probably a good idea that it just overshot Rich. They're trying to catch Bellevue West with all that pressure that they're coming with. They're trying to catch them and put them back on their heels and maybe just have them relax for a play or two, even if that play didn't work. Sang it out in 10, back into the pistol. Miller rolls to his right, looking for protection, rolling, rolling, throws underneath into coverage, but a nice catch at the 45-yard line. Great job over there by Rich. So the last time it's overthrown, and he's going to pick up about seven on the play. Going to call it eight officially, and it'll be third down and two. Well, it's going to be tough for Carney High. Do they stay with the air? Because they have not been able to grind it out on the ground. Bellevue West gets set on third down and two. Again, a quick little hitch pass is out here, and it looks like Stroh is able to haul it in complete. Short pass out to the 49-yard line. It's only for four, but it doesn't matter. That's what Carney High is going to have to do. They're going to get three and four yards through the air more often than they're going to get three and four yards on the ground tonight. Maisner has three carries for one yard on that failed reverse. Masters lost seven, and Miller has lost two, so negative eight yards unofficially on the ground right now for Carney High. Their longest pass completion, 15. Just getting their third first down, five and a half to go in the first half. It's only two to nothing. Quarterback draw, Miller trying to follow his guys to the right side, and there are three, four Thunderbirds. They wrap him up, they stack him up, they shove him backwards. Tyler Cheney drives him backwards. They'll call it officially a loss of one for his forward momentum. But they have to max mix it up just a little bit over there. Coach Cool knows it. He knows how tough this is going to be, but they have to be extremely pleased that they're in this football game right now with the three turnovers, and they have not allowed this high-powered Bellevue West offense to get in the end zone yet. 4.50 to go in the first half, 2 to nothing. Carney trails. On second and 11, Miller again over the middle. It's behind Masters. It's batted around and knocked down. Oh, what a great play there by the Bearcats' Jacob Larson. It was behind Masters, but it tipped up into the air. And then we were playing patty cake out there in the Bellevue West secondary. Caden Hayes just about had his second pick. And as he was going to grab it, Jacob Larson came up there and knocked the ball to the ground. Those are the kind of plays that get overlooked and are not there in the stat sheet. It just goes down as an incomplete pass, but that is a saver because he would have been able to return that Hayes for a long, long way. Third and 11, Carney. Masters in motion from left to right at their own 48-yard line. Miller dropping back, screen pass, and Maisner, one-hand catch at the line of scrimmage, gets to the 50 to the 45. He's going to be brought down short of the first down, though. They've run the screen twice. The first time, Miller flat overthrew him, and that time, Maisner had to make a one-hand catch, and it looks like Carney is going to go ahead and send out the punt unit. It is going to be a gain of six on the play, and it'll be fourth down and four here. For Carney High. Don't forget, coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll run down all the scores. Plus, we'll talk with Carney High Athletic Director Ryan Hogue is scheduled to join us. And here is the punt by Miller. Beautiful high kick. This one sailing towards the right sideline. It bounces inside the 10. Get out of bounds, and it does. Inside the 10, they're going to mark it out at the 7-yard line. That is a 38-yard punt. And it goes down at the seven-yard line. So four punts in the game for Bellevue West, two for Carney, and three turnovers. 
And we have all the timeouts remaining here for Bellevue West, but this is their worst starting field position back at their own seven-yard line. As they move from left to right, Carney High trailing two to nothing. Ducker not in the backfield this time. Man in motion, throw it out here, do that man in motion, which is Nate Sullivan at the five. He slips one tackle, but not the second one. Good tackle at the seven-yard line by Corbin Foster. Might have got a yard on the play. That's what they're going to call it, a one-yard little wide receiver screen. The last three pass plays for Keezer, he's one of four for one yard. And the clock continues to run. 3.30 remains here in the first half, 2 to nothing. Bellevue West. This time, Ducker to the right of his quarterback. Keezer is going to hand it to Ducker. Hole off the left side, 10-15. Gets into the secondary, 20, and he'll be rolled down at the 22-yard line. A gain of 14 on the play for Ducker. He's got 72 yards now unofficially here in the first half. 3.22 to go. Carney needs another stop here, and they might be able to get into the halftime locker room. Keezer, Ducker again, same play. This time he runs right into the arms of Carney High's Parker Brush. He'll get across the 25. They'll give him the 26. It's a quick three-and-a-half-yard gain. It'll be called second down and seven. Bellevue West, again, they really are efficient with their offense as far as getting the play call in, getting some things moving here. Wind kicks up for just a moment. Ball at the 26. Pitch play right side. Ducker trying to find a block. Gets one. Skips through there to the 30. The ball was fumbled. The ball was fumbled, and Carney High says they have it, and they do. Carney High has covered the football. Off the bottom of the pile for the Bearcats, it looks like is going to be Parker Brush. The first turnover of the football game for Bellevue West. So Ducker picked up eight, but he fumbled the football. And now Carney High catches another break. They force this one. Let's not say that they don't. But it'll be at the West 33. Boy, if Carney High could get something, get the lead at halftime. Of course, that would just irritate Bellevue West a little more. But if you're going to score points... You got to do it here. 2.41 to go in the first half. It's 2 to nothing, Bellevue West. Carney High, first and 10 at the 33 yard line of the Thunderbirds. Worley in motion. He's your right tight end. They run option to the right side. Miller's going to keep it. He gets to the 30, breaks the tackle to the 25, and that'll be his best run of the night. Just shy of the first down. Going to be a gain of about 8.5 for. And we'll call it second down. And. One. We're going to give him nine. Second down and one here. One and a half. You heard the PA announcer in the background. He needs to get the ball squarely on the 25. He needs to cross the 24 for a first down. Clock running with 210 here in the first half. Carney High has come to the Metro as a huge underdog before and played deep into the ball game. So far, they're right in this one. They'll hand it off. Maisner trying to get to the outside, shakes one tackle, shakes two, and just as he gets upfield, he gets tripped up, and he's got enough for the first down. Bellevue West thought there was an illegal block in the back, and there is a flag. There is a flag. Boy, he was able to slip three ankle tackles in the backfield, and a block in the back going to be called here on Carney High. Mm. We'd seen Bellevue West. Kind of shoot themselves in the foot a few times with those penalties. Now Carney with the block in the back here just when they would have had it first down and 10 inside the 25-yard line. Okay, right there. After the penalty, 
So it'll be second down and 14. They even threw the flag behind the line of scrimmage because, as we said, it was second and one. So Carney High will now be at the 37-yard line. They want to use some time, but they also want to have a chance at least at a field goal attempt here. Split out wide to the right will be Will Richter. Dropping back to pass, setting up the backside screen is Maisner. There's nothing there. He's dropped at the 37-yard line. There's going to be a completion for none yards. I have to think that some of the Bearcats, especially Maisner, when he's got the ball in the backfield, he t- puts his head up to look for a hole, and it's got to be like running into 15 defensive guys. And again, as we said, you look at Tyler Cheney. He is six foot, 360 pounds, and he's a junior for the Thunderbirds. The clock runs down to one minute. Kearney needs to pick up about eight yards here, I would think, to give Hines any chance at a legit field goal. They're at the 36. Trips to the right side. Looking for Stroh to the left. Miller sets up, goes to the end zone. There's nobody there. That's overthrown by 10 yards. Kale Masters, we would say, is the intended receiver. But it wasn't there, and I think he was throwing it away. And that stops the clock with 44 seconds to go. And let's see what Coach Cool wants to do. A 53-yard field goal would be asking a whole heck of a lot. I think they're just going to send in the punt unit. So Carney was in field goal range and then called for an illegal block. And they are going to send the punt unit in at the 36-yard line with 44 seconds to go. So Carney is hanging around. They're just not moving the football at all. Well, they are, excuse me, they are going to bring the tee out. They are bringing the tee out for a 53-yard field goal here for Cabe Hines. And now we're going to get a timeout called by Carney High to discuss it. Coach Brandon Cool calls timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. 44 seconds to go first half. It's Bellevue S2, Carney nothing. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Couple other scores at the half. Aurora leading Arlington 42 to nothing. Adams Central leading Central City 7 to 6 in the second quarter. St. Paul leads St. Cecilia 13 to 7 in the second quarter. And Sutton leads Battle Creek only 8 to nothing in the second quarter. So out of the Carney High timeout, they are still setting down for the field goal. A 53 yarder for Gabe Hines. The kick is away, and it is long, and it is no good. They're going to say it looks like it was just wide left. It was pretty low, but it covered the distance, and the 53-yarder is wide left with 39 seconds to go here in the first half. Well, why not? They're here to try and take a chance and be in this football game. But again, Carney High, a couple of opportunities here have not been able to cash in. Now Bellevue West with their timeouts. We'll get it at the 20-yard line. That's the guess the benefit. Why not kick the field goal? We could punt it into the end zone. It's still going to be in high school at the 20-yard line. Empty backfield. Evan Keezer drops back, throws it out here to the sidelines, and complete and stepping out of the bounds after an extremely short gain is Ducker. That was only about a two-yard gain. 
So maybe they're trying to set something up because that play doesn't make any sense, really. When you've got 80 yards to go, you get a two-yard completion. Five wideouts again. They keep Ducker in there. Twins to the short side near the west sideline. Keezer, three-step drop. Now steps up in the pocket, rolls out here to the left. The pass is complete to Ducker across the 30, and he'll get out of bounds at the 32-yard line. That's going to be a 10-yard gain. It's been Dinkin and Duncan as far as the passing game has gone here so far this evening for Bellevue West. That's only the second completion of 10 yards or more. 28 seconds to go. They're just trying to get close enough to take a shot, you'd have to think. With all this speed, they've got to have a uh, kind of a gadget play. And the snap goes through the hands of Keezer, bouncing on the ground. He scoops it up, rolls to his right, is going to try and throw it away here. And let's see what the officials say. He wasn't out of the tackle box. But he did get it past the line of scrimmage, so Evan Keezer makes a nice play there to keep it alive and throw it out of bounds. And now, if you're Bellevue West, maybe you just take a knee and get out of here. Second out and 10 after the incomplete pass. Trips to the wide side, still showing the five wide outs. Xavier Betts. Maybe they just take a shot with him on the left side of this formation. 21 seconds to go. Looking right, rolling, a little pressure. Now avoiding it, Keezer throws it as far as he can down the right sideline, and it's going to be out of bounds. Intended for Shane Daly Jr. Clevenger was with him. Keezer shows that he can throw that ball at least 50 yards down the field. But again, Carney's safeties and corners have been solid tonight. They have not given up a bomb. Keezer has taken a few shots. Third and 10 with 11 seconds to go. Again, all the scores, all the stats, and a chat with Athletic Director Ryan Hogue coming up. No scoring since Carney's first offensive play. They were at their own four-option pitch, went in the end zone, and they jumped on it for a safety. Keezer drops back to pass again. 11 seconds to go. Under some pressure, steps up, throws it out here in the flat. It's complete to Ducker. He's running towards the sidelines, and he gets out of bounds at the 37-yard line with four seconds to go. The problem is that brings up four down and the final play of this first half of play. Coach Huffman has all his timeouts if he wants to discuss it, but they are 63 yards away from the end zone. Carney has done the right thing, keeping everybody in front of them. They've also done a good job with these big boys up front of putting pressure on the quarterback, Evan Keezer. And now, Carney High is going to call a timeout. Coach Cool probably saw something, saw formation, wants to make sure that they don't get beat deep. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. I want to say that uh, we are so glad to have you joining us tonight on KXPN Kearney, Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Our state football playoff coverage is brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Again, tons of football. We'll run down the score here at halftime. This would normally be a good spot to do that, but we'll wait till uh, another couple of minutes here and give you all the scores. Uh, game three of the World Series is going on tonight. The Dodgers trying to get on the board, and we're in the top of the third scoreless between the Red Sox and the Dodgers. College football tomorrow, and then we will have game four and five of the World Series for you if necessary Thursday, uh, excuse me, Saturday, and then if necessary Sunday. Right, we're ready to go here. Bellevue West, last play of the half at their own 37-yard line. Fourth and six, 
and they'll just hand it off to Ducker, see what he can get. 40, 45, 50, 45, and he'll pad the stats up to the 42-yard line. So again, a 21 on the play, and that will put Ducker over 100 yards here in the first half. But it's the end of the first half, and it is one of the biggest shocking scores in the entire state, and especially in Class A. It is Bellevue West 2, Carney High nothing at the half. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at the scores. We'll get the stats. We'll talk with Athletic Director Ryan Hogue after this. Ryan Redinger would like to wish all of the Kearney area athletes good luck in their competition this week. As the owner of O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home, Ryan knows that everyone's game of life comes to an end someday, and he wants you to know that he and his staff are here to create healing moments for you and your loved ones. The staff at O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home knows a loving event celebrates the choices they made, the relationship you shared, and honors their memory. Give them a call today at 308 234 whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. We get up early to dice, simmer, fry, and mix. Nachos made from scratch with jalapenos, cilantro, and our homemade ranch dressing. Chicken ranch nachos in three flavors made fresh for our friends at Amigos. All right, let's go. Amigos Boneless Wings presents their starting snack backs. Number 16, garlic parmesan. Number 22, buffalo. Number 5, mango habanero. And number 81, sweet barbecue. And it's wings for the win at Amigos King's Class. Can I get stiff up here? Oh, yeah. You need some hot chocolate or something. <laughs> water. I got a water. We are back here at Bellevue West with our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Your score here at the half is actually Bellevue West 2 and Kearney High nothing. Doug Duda along with our producer-engineer, J.D. Rader, glad to have you along with us. We're going to talk with Athletic Director Ryan Hogue here in just a sec, but we want to start our halftime by running down the other scores from around the state tonight. In Class A, we're the first game at the half, already a final because they had a doubleheader over at Millard today. Millard South beat Pius 34-14. to In the second quarter, Burke leads Papillion La Vista in the 116 matchup, 14 to nothing. Lincoln Southeast and Lincoln Southwest are tied at 7. Omaha Westside leads Lincoln East 13 to nothing. Lincoln High leads Elkhorn South 14 to 13 and Omaha North leading Grand Island 24 to 7 in the second in the first quarter. Millard West and Creighton Prep are scoreless. In Class B in the fourth quarter, York leading Alliance 28 to 7. All the rest of the games are in the second quarter. Scott leads Bennington 21 to nothing. Northwest leads Blair 21 to 18. Waverly leads Lexington 28 to nothing. McCook leads Hastings by a score of 21 to nothing. Slide on down to Seward. They lead Norris by a score of 20 to nothing. And Scott's Bluff leads Ralston by a score of 35 to 7. In C1, 
One final already. Pierce beating Shadron today, 45-12. In the fourth quarter, Gothenburg leading West Point Beamer, 24-7. At the half, Aurora leads Arlington, 42-0. In the second quarter, it is Adams Central over Central City, 7-6. Ord leads Sydney, 42-7. And Ashland Greenwood leads Lincoln Lutheran by a score of 12-6. In C2, at halftime, it is... BRLD leading Freeman 34-15. to That's Bancroft, Rosalie, and all the schools that are up there. Uh, also at the half, it is Oakland Craig tied with Shelby Rising City in the 4-13 matchup, 14-all. And Sutton only has an 8-0 lead over Battle Creek in the 2-15 matchup on Power 99. Second quarter scores, it is Centennial 7-0 over North Platte St. Pat's in the 1-16 matchup. Wilbur Claytonia leads North Bend Central 14-13. Norfolk Catholic over Archbishop Bergen 28-12. St. Paul has now extended their lead over St. Cecilia to 28-7. And David City Aquinas leading Donovan Trumbull 10-7. And let's not forget our friends in six-man. A final bunch of finals today. Harvard over Arthur County by a score of 56-8. Deschler beat Cody Kilgore 56-48. What a game there. Also final, Spalding Academy outlasts Eustace Farnham 70-60. Also, Hyannis over SEM 70-30. Minotaur beat Wall Hill 81-20. In the fourth quarter, Hay Springs leads Red Cloud 65-12. In the third quarter, Wilcox Hildreth over Creek Valley 70-36. And at half, McCool Junction leads Sterling by a score of 40-8. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, and gracious enough to join us here for a little bit is our first-year athletic director at the Kearney High, and it's been a pretty good fall for the Bearcats. Ryan Hogue joins us. Ryan, great to have you back on the air. How's things going? Going really good. Uh, it's been a it's been a crazy fast fall, but it's uh, everything's adjusting well and settling in, and and uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a really good fall for the Bearcats. I think you're learning a few things just by watching the first half of this football <laughs> game that you just never know what Brandon Cool and those 20 coaches down there can draw up. Uh, they came in as a monster underdog tonight, and albeit they're not really moving the ball, they've turned it over three times, and they still are just down two to nothing to a team that some people think could be playing at Memorial Stadium. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Coach Cool. I know a lot of people say, you know, his halftime, his uh, after-the-game speech last week was, hey, everybody's going in the playoffs, 0-0, so anything can happen, and we were talking on the way down here that we thought we'd see about maybe 30 points up on the board total by both teams, and, and but uh, who knows what the second half will bring. Well, this is definitely what they want to see. Let's stay with some other uh, fall sports here. Uh, last night, the Kearney uh, volleyball team went down and uh, played in their first year in the Heartland Athletic Conference, got all the way to the finals, and uh, pushed the number one team in the state, Pius, in that first set, kind of ran out of gas, but played in the championship. They did. They tell you what, Coach Day and her coaching staff has done a tremendous job with that team this year. You know, there was uh, about in the middle of the season, they went in some really tough tournaments and, and learned a lot about their team, made some adjustments. And in the second half of the season, they have just been playing unreal. And uh, I think they're I think they got a great shot uh, in districts. Uh, I think they feel good about their chances. And, and uh, I think they're playing at a high level right now. So I went down and watched them against Southeast and Norfolk. And uh, they're just very resilient and they do a lot of a lot of little things well. And and uh, they got some big hitters there, too. We're talking with the athletic director at Kearney High, Ryan Hogue. Halftime of our Class A opening round game. Kearney trails Bellevue West 2 to nothing uh, at the half. One thing I'm sure that you have to get used to moving from Deschler to Broken Boat and now Class A, there's just a lot more activities to cover. Yep. We've got tennis. We've got cross country. We've got <laughs> golf. 
Uh, what about the rest of the fall sports that have now uh, uh, finished up their seasons? You know, all the coaches. Tell you what, softball. It, it, uh, there's a bunch of them. Yes, there is. You know, and, and but tell you what, all the head coaches—they're so great to work with, and, and the assistant coaches all all work together collaboratively. And I, I'll be honest with you, I feel almost less busy athletically wise, even though adding all these sports because of the head coaches and what they do and. And uh, all just it's a great team. I got Steve Hampton helping in the fall, and I mean he's everywhere. That guy is everywhere. Uh, but yeah, it's just a great working team, and and uh, I think it's I just blessed to have the facilities we have. You know, Patriot Park for softball, and all the all the tennis courts we have in town. And then you look at the uh, Carney High School facilities; they're second to none. I mean, you walk out and I can watch two gyms at once, walk 50 feet, and see the track and football field. So it's not too hard to get to where you need to go to cover those. Ryan, uh, there was some news today uh, in in softball for those that haven't heard. Yes, Brian Shepard's going to stay on as the head coach. Took the interim tag off of him. I wanted to do that about two weeks ago, but uh, be honest with you, Brian's got a lot of ties in the major leagues, and he was uh, entertaining some. Uh, I don't want to speak for him. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but the guy is well connected, and and he had some opportunities come up. But you know, he's he's devoted to those girls, and and his love is baseball. Uh, it, it always has been. But tell you what, I saw a baseball guy fall deep in love with softball and that team this year, and he loves those girls, and he loved loved coaching softball this this fall, and he is all in. Um, he wanted to. He wanted to tell me right away after district, say, oh, "We're going to be back here next year. We're going to do better thing." I mean, he has done tremendous things with that softball program. Uh, I, I'm just very tickled and very thrilled, and, and honestly honored to name him the head coach today. And I think he's going to do great things, and and he wants to. He he really appreciates uh, the time he had with those girls, and he wants to continue. Well, Ryan, sure. speaking of baseball, uh, we have moved forward. Uh, it is official, obviously, that there will be a team. The coaching staff has been hired. Uh, I see you've started uh, working on putting a schedule together. Uh, talk about the process and where we're at right now with uh, Carney baseball. Tell you what, it's moving really well. Uh, ordered equipment, got uniforms ordered. We we're working with the city, uh, Scott Hayden, and, and just getting Memorial Park um, ready to go. Uh, working with the Legion a little bit in regards to concessions. Uh, but all the ADs in the state, Class A ADs in the state and the HAC Conference have been great uh, this, this late in the year to add baseball for the spring. I, you know, a lot of people said you might get eight or nine games. Well, right now I think we've got about 22, 23 slated. Uh, honestly, you know, you're going to have some games that are going to get canceled and, and even got into a tur- two tournaments. We've got the HAC tournament. We've got the Pius tournament. Um, and we got nine home games. So, you know, and our first home game is going to be marked on your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, but it's going to be Thursday, March 14th, against Mill, uh, Millard West. Millard, so, Millard West gets to break it in, uh, yep. the first game ever. Th- that will be the first game, or is that there a road game before the that? first game. I wanted the first game of Kearney High School and Kearney Catholic co-op, co-op agreement uh, baseball to be at home for the very first game. Another minute here with Kearney Athletic Director Ryan Hogue. Halftime down here at Bellevue. It's Bellevue S2, Kearney nothing. Uh, I, I tried to get through a lot of things. We're going to be transitioning into That's basketball right. and wrestling and swimming and everything else that's yep. going on. Is there some other Kearney High news that we need to discuss? Oh, man, there's just so much going on. Our band, tell you what, our band had a great NSBA state marching uh, contest last, last Saturday. They had 25 teams. Uh, I don't know if anybody was around the high school last Saturday, but they were there from like 5.30 until mm-hmm. 11. Uh, and uh, what a great event that was. I mean, it was just packed, packed house, uh, and the band did 
excellent. They uh, end up end up getting the highest marks, and and tell you what, Mitchell and Lefebvre, they they've done a great job with the band, and and just the support they give all the athletics, football, and and volleyball, and and just playing. They're going to play all winter long, so all those kids are there at like 6 a.m. every morning practicing. So uh, kudos to those guys. Um, but uh, you know, just getting geared up for the winter. Um, you know, play productions getting rolling. Uh, our theater productions are going. I mean, just it's just a busy, busy uh, school. And you know, we have plenty of opportunities for kids to get involved, and really encourage parents to encourage their students to get involved in one way, shape, or form. But uh, winter's going to be here before you know it, and and excited for the winter. Uh, I think uh, swimming and diving, uh, wrestling, girls and boys basketball are going to be solid this year, and it'll be fun. Well, I was just thinking still about baseball. We'll be playing baseball in, in weather like this uh, yes. probably a few <laughs> times in the spring and think that it's not that bad. No, no, not at all. It's like, oh, this is great weather to play in. So, But, uh, no, we're we're excited. Uh, I'm excited to uh, be a part of that, you know, the first ever baseball program. But uh, also this is my first year being in a Class A school. And uh, a lot of surprises, a lot of things that uh, I kind of knew that were going to be coming. But, uh, honestly, loving every bit of it. Ryan, thanks for coming up and chatting with us at halftime, and uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see you next week if Carney can uh, pull the upset. No kidding. Um, let's go Bearcats. All right, Ryan Hogue, athletic director at Carney High. We're at the half. It is two to nothing. Bellevue West leading Carney High. We'll look at the first half stats and more right after this. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. For the last 110 years, Aurora Cooperative has believed that by joining together, farmers can accomplish things they cannot accomplish alone. We know it hasn't been an easy year, but together we have worked hard to make the most of each situation for your farm or ranch. We know that our success shows up in your bushels per acre and rates of gain, but it really becomes reality because of our understanding for your farm. It is measured in your trust in us at Aurora Cooperative. We thank you for your trust and wish everyone a safe and bountiful harvest season. Tougher together, Aurora and you. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here on ESPN Radio. Halftime score, Bellevue West 2 and Carney High nothing. We want to remind you that they've got games on all of our stations, all three Hastings schools on uh, the Breeze 94.5, ESPN 1550, and 1230 KHAS, plus the 8 nothing Sutton Battle Creek game coming up uh, on Power 99. want to let you know that we do have volleyball. Uh, on Wednesday is when Carney High comes down to play at Gretna. They will play Lincoln North Star in the uh, second game. It'll be their semifinal at 545. Carney High will be a heavy favorite against a 6 and 20 North Star team and then most likely will get Gretna who's 19 and 7 and just a little bit better power points. So Carney High a legit chance the way they're playing right now to break that long drought of uh, not making it to state. And I know Coach Jess Day and the crew uh, really wants to have an opportunity to do that. We'll take one more break and look at the stats right after this. 
You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Your friendly Friesen Ford in Aurora is your destination for sales, service, and parts. Friesen Ford has the vehicle you want right on their lot with a wide variety of vehicles to choose from in their friendly sales staff to assist you in a low-pressure environment. Come experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today in their state-of-the-art facility located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off of I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com. For sales, service, parts, trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. Let's take a look at the first half stats for Carney High. Both teams actually a majority through the air, but for Carney, Miko Maisner, three carries, one yard. Kale Masters on the failed reverse, one carry, negative seven. Braden Miller, four carries, six yards. If those numbers are correct, and I believe they are, eight rushes, zero yards for Carney. Miller has put it up 17 times, most of it short. He has thrown nine completions, two interceptions. Nine out of 17, two picks, no touchdowns, 55 yards through the air. Uh, halfback pass by Maisner was incomplete. So 55 total yards, three first downs for Carney. They punted it twice for an average of 33 yards. They have two penalties for 20 yards, and then they have the three turnovers. One of those was, of course, the fumble in the end zone that they had to cover for the only points of this game. For Bellevue West, Jay Ducker, 15 carries, 104 yards. Quarterback Evan Keezer, five carries, negative one. He's been sacked three times, 20 rushing attempts, 103 yards for Bellevue West. Keezer has put it up 18 times. He's completed 10 of those, but for only 67 yards. So 103 on the ground, 67 through the air, 170 yards for nine first downs for Bellevue West. They have the one turnover. They punted it four times for an average of about 25 yards and three penalties all in the first quarter for 35 yards. Again, the only point was the safety on the very first offensive play for Kearney after they had forced a Bellevue West turnover or punt on the first possession. It will be Kearney ball to start the third quarter. Your score, Bellevue West 2 Carney High, nothing. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. The second half is next. Buzz's Marine of Kearney wants your used boat this fall. If you bring in your well-loved boat to Buzz's, and it's from 2011 or newer, you get an extra $1,000 added value for your trade-in. Not only that, but your boat's winterization will be on Buzz's Marine. For full details, visit Buzzes at 507 Central Avenue in Kearney or online at buzzesmarine.com to shop the new and used boat selection. This offer expires October 31st. Save on winterization. Save on storage. Save on a new boat. Every day you rise early, sip your coffee, pull on your boots, and go to work. And the team at Pioneer is with you. When you're choosing which product to plant on which part of which field, we're with you. When you're plotting out your planting schedule as winter turns to spring, we're there too. And when you climb into the combine to harvest another bumper crop, there's no question where we are. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. 
And welcome back. It's time for our field condition report brought to you by your Impact Ag Partners. And, of course, uh, your Impact Ag Partners are Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. Along with our producer-engineer, J.D. Rader, we went and found an old Bellevue Westerner himself. Oh, wait, that's Monty Kratzenstein. He has come <laughs> in. The Swedes are winning, by the way. It looks like yes. Gothenburg's got West Point Beamer put away. Good, good. They'll, they'll, they'll get... Uh... Who they get next week? I think they got someone a little bit tougher next week. Yeah, number one Aurora will yeah. be up next uh, for them. Can you believe this? Two to nothing? Surprised me. Uh, well, Carney's thrown a little bit of everything at him, especially defensively. There's been a lot of things that Coach Archer has drawn up a little different. And offensively, they're just kind of doing their thing. they got to be thrilled. Well, they've tried to do some things offensively, but none of the gadgets uh, have really worked for are, them. Are they out of gadgets yet? You think they got a few more? Well, they're gonna. Ha- I, I'm sure they do, or they run the same thing again. So ready to boot it away will be Cruz Gerardo for the first time tonight for Bell West. And the left-footed kick is going to be high in the air, and it's going to be returnable, taken at the 12-yard line, 15. Maisner, 20, down the left sideline, 25-30, and he'll be brought down at the 35-yard line. And then we get a late flag. I think we've got face mask all over this one, face mask or horse collar. But there's also a penalty flag back where he turned the corner. Yep, there's no legal block there. I think uh, 21 had a, had a, a push in the back, back there at the 25, so we might have offsetting here. So Carney High will take over to start this football game. First down and 10. Down 2 nothing. Let's get the call. That is true. Blocking the back on Carney. And then a 15-yard face mask on Bell West. And a re-kick here. Do it all over again. You know, he had a little bit of uh, room on there at the outside. Uh, Probably didn't need the block in the back either. He had the corner. Exactly. Had the corner. and uh, But, you know, Bell West, and I'm sure you talked about in the first half, is so so fast. It's so tough to get big plays against him because they got such good team speed that uh, you know, he had the ball about out the 40-yard line there. Well, you can't run it between the tackles because they're so big, <laughs> and you have trouble getting it outside because they're so fast. And uh, Coach Cool told us that. Though. Yeah. He talked about it in the pregame. But what is Carney doing defensively that is at least uh, giving Bellevue West more trouble than anybody else has this year? So many different looks. So many different looks up front, bringing some guys from a few different spots, but you know, basically covering up, not giving them a whole lot of room there on the outside to catch it and then run with it. That's been a big deal. And Grant Kowalski's done a nice job of pressure in there from the outside and, and haven't been able to set his feet very much at quarterback. So they've done some nice things, a lot of different things. I'll uh, see what they have in the second half. If they have, again, any, anything more. Or if Bell West just figured out, you know what, we might just run some more zone reading quarterback quarterback run game just yeah. to open that up just a little bit. Yeah, they were kind of blasting it early, and then they got away from that. Ducker is definitely good enough. Line drive kick, bounces at the 15. Maisner just lets it go into the end zone. So this ends up working out pretty well for Bellevue West. Carney High is going to have to start at their own 20. So first and 10, and the Bearcats just going to have to find a way to move the football. Even if they hit an 80-yard bomb, that's great, but they've got to find a way to chew up some first downs. Well, and they did that in the first half. They controlled the ball, played a little pitch and catch out there with with Stroh and just completed enough passes. And and, and their best defense, obviously, is when they have the ball. Uh, Five-yard gain is their friend. Yeah, there's no – and Coach Cool said you got to shorten the game here tonight. Back to pass, Miller. Swings it out here to the right and overshoots Kale Masters. And I don't know if it's the weather tonight, but Braden – uh, both quarterbacks have been a little bit off in some of this short pass game uh, with some open guys. Yeah, he's made some nice throws, but he's also missed about three or four balls that normally 
he would hit. Of course, he's also playing safety uh, the whole time and, and made some big hits. So, you know, it's a tough tough ask for the, to have a kid play both ways like that in this, this high level of a football game. Well, Carney's secondary, their corners and safeties haven't allowed anything deep uh, tonight for Bellevue West. Second down and 10. And they'll run option to the near side. Miller's going to keep it. Has a little room to the 25. Actually slips a tackle. Gets to the 27-yard line. And that's one of the best runs of the night. Um, Maisner just hasn't had any success. He's only carried the ball three times. They've thrown it to him a few times. But a game that time of seven on the play. It'll be third down and three. That speed option has had a little bit of room. They ran one the first half that had some decent, but had a little block in the back on the, on the linebacker there. But they have a chance on that speed option to at least get, get started a little bit. Third down and three to go. Out of the eye formation. Two wideouts. Now Miller comes out from under center and checks the sideline. Comes back under center with six on the play clock. They've only run this eye one time tonight, and that was a halfback pass. But this time, Maisner's going to run it, and there is absolutely nowhere to go. That's what we've been talking about all night. Coming through, wrapping up, putting him down on the ground is going to be Logan Bird. And a loss of a yard on the play. It'll be fourth down and four. You know, and we do have an injured Carney Bearcat. Those big guys from Bellevue West just, just swallow up blockers and, and it allows those kind of undersized linebackers who run so well for Bellevue West to kind of clean up the mess, and that's exactly what happened there. Bird is a, a pretty good-looking athlete who, uh, who runs the football, and he was unblocked and uh, one-on-one tackle in there. Uh, pretty good. Put, put up a real good shot on him. And we have got a Bearcat down right at the line of scrimmage, and with the, the bulk that Bellevue West has brought in this football game, this is the first time that we've had to bring out the trainers to look at it. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Carney will be in a punt situation to start this third quarter, fourth and four at their own 26-yard line. You know that they have a fake punt or something like that dialed up. Uh, and where do they use it on the field? This is a situation, if you convert a fake punt here, you're still probably going to be on your side of the 50. Looks like we're going to take a timeout uh, as they attend to the Carney Bearcat. We'll be right back on ESPN Radio. Gary Michaels Clothiers is celebrating, celebrating 35 years of business in Hastings and five years in downtown Kearney. Celebrating you, our terrific customers who have made us so successful. Take 35% off all in-stock suits and sport coats, 25% off all men's and ladies' clothing. An additional 20% off all clearance clothing and shoes. Door prizes for a new suit, Brighton purse, and so much more. Come celebrate at Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney. Well, Kearney High's right guard, Charlie Poland, is the one that is shaken up. and He's walking off under his own power, but this might be one of those where they're going to have to go give him the test and see how he's doing over there. He, uh... He's walking off softly. Mm-hmm. I think they might. somebody might take his helmet and not give it back to him. Fourth down and four. Carney at their own 26, trailing two to nothing. A minute into the third quarter of this Class A state football opening round playoff game. And Miller with a big pressure coming up the middle. Gets a nice kick away if it bounces a little bit for him. And he's going to get about six yards of roll to around the 41-yard line. So thought he was going to get a little bit more out of that. And it just didn't turn over for him. It's going to be a 33-yard punt. And Bellevue West is going to have pretty good field position here to open up play for them in the third quarter at the 41. 
Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein joining me for the second half. Monty, what do you expect? Stone Reed right off the get-go here, or do they take a shot? Well, I, you know, if I know Huffman very well, he's going to like to take a shot. But if, if, he's, if he's smart, I think he'd like to establish that run game because that's what's going to set up the passing game. Formations have basically been the same. Carney looks like they might want to bring some pressure from the outside. They'll give it to Ducker right up the middle, and Ducker, minimal yardage, but minimal yardage for them is three, four yards. They'll take him to the 44-yard line, a gain of three. Ducker, who picked up 21 yards on the final play when it was fourth and six at their own 37, takes a three-yard run and now has 107 yards in the football game. He is the lone man in that running game for Bellevue West. Second down and seven at their own 44-yard line. Fake it to Ducker, wanting to roll to the left. Miller on the safety blitz, got a hand on him, but couldn't bring him down. The pass out here into the flat is going to be caught. Beautiful catch out there by Mason Braun. They brought the safety blitz and almost got him well behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, another another new look there. Braden uh, came hard. He, he, you know, The quarterback did a nice job of eluding him, getting the outside there and making a nice throw and catch. You know, if, I'm, if I've got a kid like Xavier Betts out here, one-on-one. I don't know why. I just don't play pitch and catch with him and, and see if, if if a cornerback can tackle him. But he, he's a good-looking kid, I'll tell you. Betts made one nice move, and he's out here on an island again. A seven-yard gain takes it to the Carney 49-yard line. Hand it to Ducker. Ducker hit the backfield. Here comes Carney High to roll him up again. Parker Brush has had a big night tonight, and he was one of the first men in there along with Jackson Worley. We've called Brush and Worley when they get him in the backfield. That's usually those two. Brush has had a nice game. I think Corbin Foster has had a really nice game so far. Very active at the linebacker position. They actually have uh, taken Ducker out of the ball game and put Daly in. He was the man that uh, carried that football. It's a loss of three. Second out and 13. At their own 48 after the loss on the play. Long count. They'll fake it to Daly, dropping back to pass, hit as he throws. There's a flag. It's underthrown because he is hit in the backfield. Again, good pressure that time by the Bearcats, and Grant Kowalski from the backside got Keiser to throw it short. And this looks like a flag that's going to be a hold, and that's exactly the call. I'll tell you you what, Grant Kowalski's had a night. I mean, he really has had a night. He is just too quick and too athletic for that offensive lineman. He's been a pain or a thorn in Bellevue West side pretty much the whole night. Again, if you're just joining us, the score is correct. Bellevue West 2, Carney nothing. Bellevue West averages 53 points a game and not against Omaha Bryan every week either. Nope. And now they face a second and 28 back at their own 33. The penalties that they have had have just killed them tonight. It's only the fourth, but they've all been 10 yards or more. Sprint roll to the right. Throw it underneath here, and it's dropped by Daly at the 39-yard line. They just want to get him out here in space, and they can't catch the football. It's a little low, but normally that's one that Daly would have hauled in. You get that feeling that if they would be patient enough, you know, and, and you know, they, they had a first down run there, and they're, they're in good shape. They'd just be patient enough to, to run it. But you know what? They are not known for their patience, no. and they haven't had to be that patient all year long. So got them a little bit of fl- uh, flustered here on third and 28. I don't know what you got called here. So trips to the right side, and you got Betts over there to the short side again. Keezer drops back to pass. He's going to throw a deep sideline pass, and it is complete for about 20, but it is going to be knocked out of bounds to Daly at the 47. Rodriguez in on the tackle. Yeah, and, they, and those safeties were so deep, they are giving him all sorts of cushion. Going to be an 18-yard completion, but brings up fourth down. 
And we'll call it 10 yards to go. They're going to have to punt it again. I said early in the ball game, Bellevue West had to punt it three times in the first quarter. I'm guaranteeing they didn't punt it three times in any quarter this year. You know, when they played that game against Omaha North, that, that classic battle in the regular season, I don't think either team punted the ball hardly three three times. And uh, this is uh, – the kicker's going to have to ice his leg after this. He's not used to that. <laughs> it is illegal procedure before they can get the punt away, so back him up five more. Fourth down and 15. The ball spotted at the Bellevue West 47-yard line. Rodriguez stands at the 20. Keezer takes a lot of time. That's a pretty good punt, but it goes right to him, taking it at the 21-yard line. It has room around the right side. Let's see if he can turn the corner. Cuts back on the numbers to the 25, and he'll get it to about the 27-yard line. There's some team speed involved on that uh, punt coverage, huh? He had some room. 32-yard punt, but it was a line drive to him. Usually you get that line drive punt, you're going to be able to get some yardage. And he tried to get the corner, but just too good a pursuit there by the Thunderbirds. And Carney will take over at their own 28-yard line. First down and 10. Other scores. Oman North continues to lead Grand Island 24-7 at the half. In the third quarter, Elkhorn South leads Lincoln High 20-14. Mm. Westside leads Lincoln East 13-0 at the half. And Southeast and Southwest are 7-7 at the half. First and 10 Bearcats. Miller's going to run that option to the wide side. Keeps it again. Gets to the 30. 35. Has some room. 40. Sideline. 45. Still inbounds. 50. The biggest play of the night. And then he fumbled the ball. But Kale Masters covers it inside the 40 at the 39-yard line. 33 yards. The biggest play and almost doubles the total offense that Carney has had here tonight. Corner took Miko Maisner on the pitch, man, and Braden Miller did a nice job of sticking his foot in the ground and getting to the outside. For the first time pretty much in the whole game, that that strong side linebacker got blocked, got misstepped a little bit, and Braden got around the end. That is the only play that has worked uh, in this football game. That is the only play offensively that has worked for Carney High. First and 10 at the 39-yard line of Bellevue West. Bearcats still down 2 to nothing. Miller runs option to the right side, and he is going to be hit. That was one where he needed to pitch it to Maisner because there was no hole, and he's going to be brought down at the line of scrimmage, second down and 10. I think, think uh, Brandon has a little option pass here, go a little sprint option, take two steps back, and find the guy down the middle of the field. Well, again, that was about the... We said that the option run uh, has been working for Braden about three times. Early on, the only way that they moved the ball, and you got those 55 yards were those uh, just five, eight-yard slant patterns. There wasn't much to them. Yep. Second down and 10, Bearcats at the 39-yard line, coming off their biggest offensive play of the night. Miller rolls to the right, wants to throw, looking, looking, got to get rid of it, and it is on a comeback route, caught at the 33-yard line, short of the first down, but they're going to pick up six. Throws a nice, threw a nice ball there, rolling to his right, little combo pattern out there, had the, had the guy short that the cornerback jumped, and, and right behind him threw a nice pass. Give yourself a shot here, third down four from the 33-yard line of Bellevue West. So third down, again, Carney missed a 53-yard field goal in the final minute of the first half. And the Bearcats break the huddle. Might even be two-down territory here. They probably are in Gabe Hines' range. Third and four, Miller. A little stop over on the left, right side and coming back, but not catching the ball. It came in and out of the hands there of Seth Stroh. And it'll be fourth down. Probably wants that, that combination. One. Probably wants that one back. That was pretty good, well-thrown ball, and Seth probably thinks he should have had that. A little bit low, but he probably thinks he should have had that. Yeah, that combination has been pretty good all season long. And it looks like Carney High is going to trot Gabe Hines out there. But it's those little things all night long 
that you have to take care of that needs to be converted. It's going to be a 50-yard field goal from the right hash for Gabe Hines for the lead. The kick is away. It's plenty long enough, and it is no good. Wide right. Boy, he pounded that. That had enough from 60 yards, and it sure looked good, but it just didn't get through the goalposts, and you just wondered if Carney High can get the lead, what would happen? 6.44 to go in the third quarter, 2 to nothing. Bellevue West here on ESPN Radio, and, man, a great kick by Hines, and I thought he thought he had it, but our officials say no, it was wide right. Yeah, they were, they were looking at it pretty hard, looked at each other. That was a better well-kicked ball than the, the one he had in the first quarter, I thought, or first half. I thought that one had a chance. Well, now back to defense. Carney High, got to find a way to make something happen here. Bellevue West starts at their own 20-yard line. First down and 10. little swing pass out here complete into the left flat. Drug down after a short gain to about the 25-yard line. Gain of five on the play into the hands of Nate Sullivan. Second and five. Talked last year a lot about Isaiah Stalberg and what he does did for that football team. Braden Miller this year does exactly that. He's as, he's as solid a football player as they've got on that football team this year. He does, does a little bit of everything. Developed, developed, developed. You play like this, and you just wonder how Carney lost three in a row. But it's definitely mentally. And quarterback Keezer's going to keep it. He's got a huge run, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's still going 40 and drugged down from behind inside the 35 at the 34-yard line, a 40-yard run by Evan Keezer. He hasn't carried the ball very much, but when he has, it's been pretty effective, isn't it? So much attention played to that speed to the outside, stuck it in the belly of the running back, and just uh, took it right up the middle and had big, big yardage. So they haven't had many big plays tonight, but that could get Bellevue West going. First and 10 at the 34-yard line of the Bearcats. Keezer trying to catch his breath, takes it, hands it off to Ducker. You had to know that was coming, and he gets right up the middle, runs right over his center inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. They've got a lot just running it right up the gut. It's amazing how much uh, one big play get caused that offensive line just to fire out just a little bit harder that time. That was probably one of their better surges up in the middle of that line by their center and their right guard. Second down and four at the 28-yard line of the Bearcats. Keezer trips to the short side, empties the backfield, wants to throw it out here to Ducker in motion. He's got it. He's got room. 25-20. There's the first touchdown of the ball game. A swing pass to Jay Ducker from 33 yards out. And Bellevue West goes 80 yards just like that. Just like that is right. And a nice little play call there. They put him in a little short motion right before the snap to get him a little bit of a running start. Well-delivered ball by the quarterback uh, out to the sideline. Nobody's going to catch Drucker as he goes, uh, goes down that sideline. So now they get ready to go for the extra point. They line up in the swinging gate. Little Oregon stuff here. They'll go for two. Yeah, I think they will with an 8 nothing. Well, they, they will it. all the time, Doug. Okay. They will all the time. So Bellevue West going for two here. Looking to throw it. Keezer lobs it into the back of the end zone, and it is complete for the two-point conversion. So with 5.20 to go in the third quarter, we have our first five-points bank touchdown. Five-points bank, the better bank of Kearney. The Thunderbirds 10, Kearney nothing here on ESPN. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. 
our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Ag Explorer International is providing the agriculture industry with the highest quality products at the best value, like NutriPak with its state-of-the-art chemistry. NutriPak increases growth activity in the four major parts of plant development, roots, stems, leaves, and fruit. If it is green and grows, NutriPak is a product for you. Contact Mid-Nebraska Chemical for a dealer in your area to get synergized NutriPak and Enzone from Ag Explorer, 308-468-6206. Doug Duda joined by Monty Kratzenstein for our second half in our first touchdown of the game with a two-point conversion. Bellevue West now leads it by a score of 10 to nothing over Kearney High as we boot it away. And Bellevue West hasn't shown that they can kick it into the end zone. They just go with a high, short pooch kick. Maisner's back there, takes it at the 13, up to the 20. Left sideline, 30. Cut back, 40. Still on the sideline now, 45. And a great return there by Miko Maisner. So special teams not necessarily the strong suit of a Bellevue West team that, you know, most of the time doesn't have to rely on it. You're right, and but you know, as they get if they get deeper in the playoffs, those are the kind of things that uh, they're going to have to shore up a little bit. But uh, well blocked play there, uh, had had again down the left left hand sideline there and got it out to all the way out to the 47 yard line, first and ten from the 47. Well, Grand Island has scored. They now trail 24-14 against Omaha North. First down and ten here for the Bearcats. Split out wide to the right side is Braden Rich. Twins to the short side. As Miller takes the snap, runs option with Maisner. Going to keep it again. Oh, boy, he got horse collared. We're going to get the flag for it. I'll tell you, if you ever watched the movie The Longest Yard, that's what that looked like. <laughs> he popped up, though. Tough kid. Horse collar tackle going to be called. It was a short gain on the play. <laughs> call it both, both ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've, we've had a ton of flags. <laughs> hey, there, there, there's some real beauty to being amongst the uh, Bellevue West crowd, isn't there? Yeah. Well, they're, they're, not, they're in a game that they didn't think that they were going to be in. That's a 10-yard penalty, and it's going to move it all the way to 38. So I was going to say, what will being down now more than one score mean to Carney? Well, they get a good kickoff return, mm-hmm. and now they get a 15-yard penalty. So it'll be first down for the Bearcats at the 45-yard line after a gain of only about three by Miller. And before we can get this one, procedure. I'll take it off. Well, procedure, so they're calling it both ways. Very exactly. <laughs> Five-yard penalty on Carney. That'll be their third of the ball game. The gentleman in front of me is much happier now. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> uh, fourth quarter, Aurora leads Arlington 61-6. to Wahoo over Milford 35 to nothing in Class B. Uh, York finishes off Alliance 35-14. Halftime score, Scott leads Bennington 34-0. Blair leads Grand Island Northwest 24-21. Waverly over Lexington 49-0. And Scott's Bluff leads Ralston 62-21 at the mm. half. Oh. Third quarter, McCook 28, Hastings nothing. And Seward 35, Norris nothing. On first and 15, Miller's going to take his shot to the end zone. There's a lot of hand fighting down there looking for Seth Stroh. And incomplete, and Stroh... Turns around and says, why isn't there a flag? Coach Cool was on that one as well. You don't usually see Seth Stroh say anything, but he was definitely being hindered down the right sideline, and they let it go. 
there was a little bit of hand fighting right off the bat. He got got about a half a step by him on the on the uh, line of scrimmage, and they started kind of grabbing each other a little bit. If that's basketball play here in about a month, that that might be that might be a no call. This might let that one go too. Yeah, second down and fifteen. It was a good throw by Miller, but Stroh couldn't get down the field because there was a little uh, contact. Miller back to pass, setting up a screen. They come rushing through. Maisner has it. Can he get a block? Yes, 40, 35, gets to the outside, 31, but not enough for the first down. Again, it was second and 15. It's going to be a pickup of 12 and third and three. Pretty nice job by the, the linebacker, or the, the offensive line. 64 looked like out there throwing blocks, 77. Pretty well-blocked play. Gives a chance on third down and two. Brueggemann, Wiedewalt out there. Of course, Wiedewalt coming in for Charlie Poland, who got knocked out of the ball game earlier this quarter, and Carney has been in between this 25 and 35 now a few times and hasn't been able to do anything. They've missed a 50 and a 53-yard field goal. Third and three at the 31 of Bellevue West. Miller takes the snap, looking left, again sitting down to Stroh. Again, it's incomplete. Again, there's uh, some good defense right over there by Bellevue West getting his hands on him. Again, is Gannon Spawn. There's your see Bellevue West answer to that little pitch and catch from from Miller to Stroh where the cornerback just stays and jumps that. The safety rotates over the top of him 10 yards, so they're basically double, double covering Stroh there. Uh, they know that's their best weapon, uh, that pitch and catch out to the sideline. Well, I think they're going to forgo a field goal attempt. This actually would have been the closest field goal. It would be a 48-yarder. Carney High late getting players out onto the football field. They may have to burn a timeout. Jeremiah Hageman came on late. Fourth and three at the 31. They'll get the play. Roll to the right. Miller rolling, rolling, rolling under pressure. He's hit. He gets away. He's backpedaling and reverses field. He's going to get the first down on the run. Barely inside the 25. Gets hit and still going inside the 20 to the 18. A gain of 13, and he ran about 70 yards to get it. That was a great individual effort. There's a roll to the right. They ran that little combination pattern out there. Both receivers covered. He just took off, went all the way other direction. I'll tell you what, the 300-pounders weren't going to catch him over there. No, when he, when he reversed field, that was the first thing I saw was the 360-pound junior, Tyler Cheney, was the guy on the outside for Bellevue West. I like their chances there. That's it's exactly what I said. He'll get the first down. <laughs> yeah, you, you made that call pretty early, Doug. Yeah. He wasn't quite at the first down yet, but that's a good call. They're officially going to say he's down at the 20-yard line. This is the best penetration Carney has had all night long. First and 10 at the Bellevue West 20, trying to answer the first touchdown of the game. Got to hurry here. Four seconds, three seconds, and they're going to call a timeout. They would have got it off, but Coach Cool didn't want another five-yard penalty, and that'll be the first timeout of the second half, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, specializing in you, taking care of you since 1994. 2.54 to go in the third. Bellevue West 10, Kearney nothing. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. I'm 
Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. As we come back to action, Doug Dudamani Kratzenstein, first and 10 Bearcats. They're at the 20 yard line of Bellevue West. Maisner wants there it to is. throw. Miller, deep slant. There it is. In no. out of the hands of Seth Stroh. There's your option pass. Right there. Faked the option going the right side. Took one step back. Had Stroh going on the on the on the skinny post. Well, yep, there's your option pass. Had a chance there. That's unfortunate. Two of seven in the third quarter through the air for Kearney High. But they've had a couple drops. Great play call there. That Stroh just reached. reached. It was up there, but he didn't have to jump for it uh, and just couldn't haul it in. So second down and ten. Carney High going to have to answer here at some point. Trips to the right side. Stroh over here again to the left. Maisner motion out of the backfield. Miller's going to throw it out here to Maisner. Catches it, and he's hit almost immediately at the 19. And you, you got to feel for Miko Maisner because I'm surprised he caught the ball because he kind of looked upfield because he knew a few times get. everybody's been getting popped. There was yeah. some pops by that Bellevue West secondary in the first half. It's going to be a gain of one, third and nine. They're, 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 their back seven is not real big, but they can run and they can hit, and that, that's been a, a characteristic of Bellevue West over the last few years of their ability to get to the football and put a lick on you. Third and nine, Carney at the 19-yard line. Bubble to the left. Now they send Rich in motion. Miller has time. Now has to scramble. Has to run for it to the 15. Jukes to the 10, and he might just be short. Let's find out. This is going to be really close. Made the juke and dove forward. Looks like it's going to be fourth down and maybe one half yard, maybe. If the ball's touching the 10, it would be a first down. They haven't put it down yet, but it is going to be fourth down. So an eight-yard run from Braden Miller. What do you do here there, Doug? Well, it's hard to quarterback sneak. Can't, oh, they're bringing in the field goal unit? guess they figure they've got to score score twice, huh? Either way. Surprise or they're just me. bringing in Jumbo. Nope, nope. They're going to – Gabe Hines is in, setting the ball down. Well, they're never going to get this off in time. Just take the penalty. Take the penalty. Going to get a delay a game. There it is. Yep. The kick is away. They snapped it. He kicked it, and I'm not – um, I think he might have might have been a little to the right. I don't know if he made it or not, but at least he got the practice. Big deal on the delay of game. That means nothing here. I'm glad Carney didn't burn the timeout, but I am shocked because uh, Coach Cool talking in the pregame was talking about maybe having to go for it on fourth and short or third and three and do something different. And uh, Carney High decides uh, to not go for it on fourth and a half a yard. Now they do have to kick the field goal. You know, your inability to run the ball between the ta- between the guards and the, the tackles right there is the difference between that call. So now a field goal attempt from the 23-yard line. This will be a 33-yard attempt for Gabe Hines. The kick is away by Hines, and this time the kick is good. So Carney High is on the board with one minute to go in the third quarter of the Class A State Football Playoffs. It is Bellevue West 10, Carney 3. The kickoff is next on ESPN Radio. My grandfather was an orthopedic surgeon in Omaha and 
he told me not to go into medicine. And my wife said that she would never marry a doctor. And so I went to be a PA. And one night called her, said I'm going to be home late. And she said, well, you should have just gone to medical school. So at that point, I went back through medical school. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do. One of the things that kind of attracted me to Mary Lanning you see that they take good care of people. I've always wanted to practice in a smaller town, and Mary Lanning had all the qualities that we were searching for in our job and our location and where to raise our children. And I think Hastings was a perfect fit for us. This is where we were supposed to be. I'm Brent Hood, orthopedic surgeon, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. One minute to go in the third quarter. Still a ball game here on KXPN Kearney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Kearney ready to kick it away for just the second time tonight. I guess the third because of the safety, actually. Gabe Hines boots it away, and this one's going to sail into the end zone and actually through the end zone, and Bellevue West will start at the 20. Again, West scored on their last possession. Carney then gets a couple of very nice plays on the ground from Braden Miller, but decides to not go for it on fourth and a half a yard at the 10-yard line, which, one way or the other, you look gotta at it, you've got to get some points on the board. Yep. It's getting late in the game. Carney needed to get some points on the board, and they did. So first down and 10, Bellevue West. Somehow, someway, she's got to get a stop. Keep that eye on Keezer and still make the tackles. In motion, Sullivan, the slight back right to left. Straight up the middle, they'll hand it off, and Ducker goes nowhere. No gain on the play. He's down at the 20-yard line. That's one of the few times that they've ran it right between the guards and hasn't been able to go anywhere. And, uh-oh, Carney High's got a man down. Another offensive lineman gets rolled up on, trying to work his way off the field under his own power. And that's going to be the big man, Josh Warner, the, cent- the uh, well nose tackle, I guess, on defense, and Warner got his ankle rolled on. You know, B- Bellevue West sent that little short motion once again, and, 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 and again, Carney just kind of ignored the guy in short motion, had a little slant play, uh, defensive slant called there, slanted right into that action. Well well called, but if I'm uh, Bellevue West, I'm looking at that little swing pass once again because they aren't reacting too much to that little short motion. We saw the touchdown earlier on their last drive. Uh, be aware of that one. Yeah, that's the only uh, touchdown, the 28-yard little swing pass out there. Second down and 10. Ball at the 20-yard line here. Again, you've got that one-on-one on the short side that they haven't went to much all night. Fake Ducker. Keezer wants to keep it. Carney's on it this time and out there to make the tackle. Back behind the line of scrimmage is going to be Jeremiah Hageman, the Bearcats' leading tackler, was right on it. Keezer had that huge run around right end on the touchdown drive. This time he tried to go around left end and gets nothing. It'll be third down. They actually gave him a pretty good spot. Looked like they had him behind the line of scrimmage, but he gets back to the line. Well done. Just staying home there. Getting that action. Going to the right side. Stayed home. Made the tackle. Final play of the third quarter coming up. Keezer back to pass on third and nine. Here comes the blitz pressure. He avoids it. Rolling right. Underneath the pass is caught but short of the first down at the 27-yard line by Shane Daly. Good pressure again by Corbin Foster and a punting situation to start the fourth quarter of play as they pick up six on the play. It'll be fourth down and a little more than three. So we go to the fourth quarter. 
The 14th seed Carney Bearcats are still hanging around. It's Bellevue West 10, Carney 3 on ESPN and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes and would like to wish them good luck in their competition. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Good luck, athletes. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics, high school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. We're ready to start the fourth quarter, and they're not lining up to punt it. Fourth and four at their own 27-yard line. What what will they do? What's Bellevue West doing? They're taking a long time, call and then they're going to call a timeout. They were trying to draw Carney High off with the hard count and uh, couldn't get it done. They actually came out in a totally different formation, and it's kind of fun. I know, Monty, you're looking at it. We've got the coaches up in the box for Carney High. I don't think you can really hear them from what I've been told. You don't hear as much of the background noise as we hear right here, but they, were they are animated. Yeah. They were screaming because you know uh, Carney had their, their punt return team on there, and then all of a sudden uh, Bellevue West lined up to, to act like they're going to go for it on fourth down, and uh, we were scrambling a little bit to get our defense on the field, but did, and then fortunately we were disciplined enough not to jump. Grand Island has scored again, and they trail now 24-21 to Omaha North. Fourth quarter, we're the only one in the fourth. The only final, Millard South over Pius, 34-14. Burke now leads Papio, 43-0. Southwest leads Lincoln Southeast, 10-7. Millard West over Creighton Prep, 17-7. West side over Lincoln East, 27-0. All in the third quarter, Elkhorn South leads Lincoln High, 20-17 in the third quarter. We'll look at some others in a moment. Punting it now. So back there, Evan Keezer, the quarterback, has also been the punter. And Trey Rodriguez stands at his own 40. Here's the snap. The boot is away. Pressure. We've got a flag. We're going to have hold on that because shooting through there was Kale Masters. And had he not been held, he might have got it. Mm-hmm. The punt is not fielded. It goes out of bounds at the 42-yard line. That's a 31-yard punt. But we'll make him repunt this one. That was a good individual effort by Kale Masters. They didn't have a block on. They actually had the return on, but Kale slipped to the inside there, got through his guy on the end, and, and the up back had to grab him to keep him from uh, blocking that punt by the Bellevue West punter. Seventh penalty for 70 yards. As we said, most of them are bigger penalties. Most of what Carney High hasn't been too bad, four for 30. They're debating here where they're well, going to take it because it's such a poor punt. Carney wants to know if they can add the 10 yards to the end of the punt. Yep. Yeah, I like that call. I like that call. Absolutely. So it's a uh, 32-yard punt, they're going to say officially. And Carney trailing 10-3 to in Class B. Final score, York beat Alliance 35-14 in the fourth quarter. McCook leads Hastings 35-0. Seward leads Norris 35-0 in the third. Northwest takes the lead back over Blair 28-24. 
A lot of halftime scores, too, we'll talk about. Uh, Sutton now leads Battle Creek 14 to nothing. St. Paul leads St. Cecilia 42 to 7. Aurora and Gothenburg and Pierce are all winners in C1. First and 10 at the 48. Pitch play, Maisner finds a hole right side to the 45, spun around and down at the 42-yard line, a gain of six. That's Miko's best run of the night. That's only the fifth time that he has carried the football. They've thrown it to him a little bit, but only his fifth carry. And there's your little option, your little shovel option that they run there. we got just a little piece of number 35, that linebacker, who's been so effective tonight. Got a piece of him to, to get a little bit of room. That's second down and four again. Keeping the ball as your friend. Logan Bird has made some nice plays. Split out wide to the left side for the Bearcats is Will Richter. They'll run option that way. Miller cuts up quickly. 40, the ball's knocked ah. out of his hands, but he's able to jump on it for a first down at the 33. Carney got a fortuitous bounce and picks up nine. You know, Maisner has not carried the ball very much, but uh, I watched that linebacker's flow on those option plays, and they are flowing really hard to the outside, and Braden's reading that pretty well and, and, and getting up the field. Uh, first and first and ten from the Bellevue West 33-yard line. Carney High hardly played in Bellevue West territory for the first 22 minutes of this game. Now it seems like they've been in Bellevue West territory almost the entire rest of the way. And if you're Bellevue West, now you're starting to get a little bit nervous. You're the better team, but you're getting a little bit nervous. First and ten. Miller, there's that option pass again, and Stroh broke it off, and it's incomplete. A mix-up there that time between Miller and Stroh. That's what they tried to get the touchdown, a little different route because they ran sideline instead of the slant or post. But uh, falls incomplete, second down and 10. If you're Bellevue West, yeah, you're nervous, but if Carney scores, they're going to kick the extra point. Sure. Right? Sure. Well, but you know what? When you're a, I don't, you know, I don't know what Vegas had. If you're a 30-point <laughs> favorite here and all of a sudden you're only hit by one, one score in the fourth quarter, you know, high school kids are high school kids. But uh, so, yeah, this is, a, this is a big play, second down and 10. Yeah, Carney's starting to run out of time, second and 10. Option, Miller's going to keep it, but if the hole's plugged, then he's going to get just a couple up to the 30, well, maybe not even that, maybe a half yard. It's going to be third down and 10. That was as well as Bellevue West has covered that play tonight. Yep, yep, and there, there's your little short short side option there, and that time the linebacker stayed a little bit more into the middle of the field, and Braden didn't have very much room. So third and ten here, and I don't know, uh, you know, if we're in, we aren't necessarily in field goal territory. We're probably in two-down territory or four-down territory here at this point. Third and ten, the West fans trying to make some noise. Miller out of the shotgun, drops back to pass, has time, throws to the end zone, looking for Kale Masters. It's underthrown, and it's intercepted at the two. Well, about, about, like, a, about like a punt. Yeah, you look at it that way. The pick is made by Cruz Gerardo. That is the fourth turnover for Carney. Yeah, but now it's just a, a, a ball that was thrown late over the middle. He might have been open initially on his post route, but he waited a little bit long, flowed a little bit. Their, their defensive back made a really nice play on the ball. Kale couldn't uh, adjust and, and get up and, and high point that ball like he should. So Bellevue West ball, 99 yards from, from Pater. Like I said, it's about, I guess it's about as good as a punt to pin him in there. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. You couldn't have anything better uh, if this would have been incomplete. Tough to pin him here. They will call it at the two. Keezer just going to go straight forward with it. Crosses the five. That might actually have been Ducker that took the direct snap. Yep, little Wildcat there. First time we've seen Wildcat, isn't it? Yeah, and always interesting when you got to snap it into your own end zone. Yep. It's going to be a gain of seven, actually, for Ducker, so... Good surge by the offensive line there. Got on the linebackers. Good surge. Well, Carney's been doing a great job, but again, you you just say they got to find a way to make a stop. 
And they're going to stay wildcat again, but we get a penalty flag. There's going to be a false start. That actually looked like the wide receiver who mm-hmm. had nothing to do with the play took off. That's the one that will drive the coach crazy because he's just out 15, 20 yards away from the center. And Ducker was going to go straight ahead again and try and get the first down. So an illegal procedure penalty, this will be half the distance to the goal and move them back to the four. See if they bring the quarterback in here or if they continue to go with Wildcat. I just think this is strange. They haven't been put in this situation West pretty much all year. Now anything that uh, is unusual, you're standing on your own goal line. Ducker takes it. He's going to roll to his right. Backside pursuit by the Bearcats, mm. and they're able to trip him up at the four-yard line. Carney High's Alex Kemp was behind him all the way and just tracked him down. They strung it out on the defensive, offensive, defensive line, and Kemp came from the backside and tripped him up. Kept, kept the uh, containment on there, and, and Alex Kemp made a great effort play from that right side, chased him down from the backside when he cut up. Now we have a third down and long. Third down and eight for Bell West. Been wildcat this whole series. And it looks like uh, Except here. maybe Keezer has come back in. So third down, about seven and a half here at their own five. Carney needs another play. Looks like they're going to swing pass it out here again to Ducker. And Ducker is strung out. There's going to be a hole, but they tackle him at their six, so that hold won't battle. They can decline it, and Bellevue West will have to punt it out of their own end zone. That was an easy hold because he tackled the Carney defensive back. Again, outstanding play by a defensive back out there, and I missed if that was Kale Masters or who that was. But uh, outstanding job of reading that little swing pass. That's the play that went for a touchdown earlier in this half. Uh, we're going to decline this, aren't we? Well, yeah, the, the official said half the distance. There's no way you take this penalty. Yeah, fourth down. They pick up nothing on the play. About a half a yard, I think they're going to say, maybe one yard on the pass play, and it'll be fourth down and seven at the five. So Carney should get great field position. Punt, punter's been slow all night here. We'll see if uh, we get a little pressure here. Yeah, they about blocked two of them tonight. Keezer's about seven yards deep in his end zone. Rodriguez at the 38. He needs to field the punt. Keezer punts it. Rodriguez is right at him at the 39-yard line, but he's hit there. They're just so fast. But that's all good. It's a 33-yard punt, and Carney's going to start in West Territory. Rodriguez tackled by Shane Daly, Jr. Man, Shane Daly, Jr. must run about a 10-8. He's a fast 100. kid. He's a fast kid. You know, that's a, you're right. That's a line drive right down the middle of the field, perfect to return. And Carney didn't bring a lot of pressure there. They are kind of holding up, trying to set up the return. But Daly was down there right when uh, Rodriguez caught the ball. It's still Omaha North over Grand Island, 24-21 in the fourth quarter. Carney High trying to make something happen. They are trying to shot Class A tonight. They're still around. 8-16 to go in the game, down 10-3. They're at the 40. Miller, ball fake right. Nobody there. He's in trouble. Rolls to his left, throws down the field, and is complete at the 33-yard line for a gain of about 8. Miller does a great job in scramble mode. Great job. Fired out here to Braden Rich. They, they took away, um, they were looking for a hitch over the right side. Sestro, Bellevue West rolled to him, as we talked about, made their adjustment. Braden came all the way back over to the left-hand side, scrambled, and uh, made a nice throw to Rich. Now it gives yourself a chance. Got, again, you're, you're ahead of the change here, second down and three. Here's one for you. Wilcox Hildreth scored 100 points tonight, oh, 100 wow. to 56 over Creek Valley. Miller, quick little pop slant. It's complete at the 25-yard line. Just bobbled it for a moment, but was able to haul it in. And Masters is going to be brought down at the 23. That's a gain of 10. Quick passing game. You know, Brandon Cool talked about how they're going to have to complete some of those pitch and catches at quick passing game. That's a very nice 
delivery. Nice catch by Masters. First and 10. Bellevue West 10, Kearney 3, seven and a half and counting to go in this football game. A safety, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion is how West has their 10. Kearney's one of three on field goals, but the two misses were 50 and longer. First and 10, Miller throws again. Little hitch over to the left side. They give him room. <laughs> it's caught. Be brought down at the 18, maybe the 17-yard line. You know, that, he threw that ball way before that break. Will Richter over there on the left-hand side. and, and First and reception for Richter tonight. Because they they're, they're rolling their coverage over here to the strong side over to Seth Stroh. So you've got a little bit of one-on-one. You know, that isn't a matchup you like, but, boy, he threw that ball so early on that break. And uh, just perfect timing. When you do things like this, you have to convert every play. Second and five. Run that option to the right side. Miller's going to take what he can get, and he is going to be hit hard and driven down at the 17. A gain of one. It'll be third and four. And time to start thinking about it. You're going to have to have a you're going to have to have a touchdown, right? I mean, a, a field goal doesn't do you a, a whole lot of good here because uh, you're going to have a touchdown either way. So I would assume you got two plays to make your four yards. Well, I think this call will tell you. And uh, do you go one more time into the bag of tricks? Well, let's find out. Option pass. Try to find Stroh. Third and four. Quick snap. Miller looking right, scrambling, rolling. Now going back against the grain. He's going to have to throw it wide open, but it's underthrown and dropped. He couldn't get his hands under it. The official says it's incomplete. There is a flag for roughing the passer. (laughs) There's there's your Braden Miller making a play here, trying to go to the right, and uh, came all the way back to the left. Couldn't get the ball to the wide receiver who was wide open, but he got hit late. That's going to be a first down for Carney. Half the distance to the yep. goal. It'll be a nine-yard penalty inside the 10. And trying to get it over there to Rich. And, man, if he could have got anything on it, I think Rich catches it and gets into the end zone. He's, because all, he's all alone there, he's isn't he? He's scrambled long enough. Carney high for the first time tonight inside the 10-yard line. Trailing 10-3, 5-54 remaining in the game. A team that went to the state finals last year with a whole bunch of new faces, five and four. Some late changes here as the Bearcats get into the huddle. Break it with 15. First down, goal at the eight. Stroh by himself to the left, trips to the right. Miller takes the snap. Inside handoff to Mazner. Mazner gets to the five, slips a tackle to the four, to the two. It'll be second and goal. Flag down. I think we might have holding the interior line. Man, a tough one again because that was the first time they'd run that play all night long. And again, where that flag is at probably had no bearing on the play. You know, I think they slanted a little bit and we had to grab their guy to get it started. Nope. Ooh, that's even worse. Yep. Okay, just a 10-yard instead of a 15 chop. So a 10-yard penalty. Must have chopped the linebacker there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. I don't know the rules well enough to know it's 10 or 15. I know it's an illegal block, but, boy, that was unfortunate, too, because that was a well-designed play, like you said, that inside inside uh, handoff there to Mazner had some room and got all the way down to about the two-yard line. But now we're backed up again. So it'll mark it back to the 14-yard line. That ends up being a penalty of about six yards is all. So here we go. First and goal from the 14. The ball had been marked at the 8. 
Let's see what Carney decides to do. Down 10 to 3. Clock running, 5-10 to go. Miller pistol all night. Inside handoff again to Maisner. Maisner finds just a little bit of a hole and gets to the 11. A gain of three. Same play the other side looks like. And again, those safeties are rolling to the coverage of, of Sestro. So you have one less guy in the box. So that's maybe why Brand's looking at that inside run game, trying to trying to bust. You can get through that initial initial big defensive line of uh, Bellu West got a chance. And when you get closer to the goal line, even Miller scrambling, it would be hard for him to get too far up the field. Second out and goal at the 11. Carney down seven. Miller back to pass. Quick little slant to Stroh. It's batted and incomplete. Deflected and into a trio of Bellevue West Thunderbirds that all dove for the ball at the five. Knocked away on the defensive play was Gannon Spawn. He's been pretty strong all night long, and it's third and goal at the 11. Once again, run a twin formation out there to the right and looked to Stroh's side and, and ran a slant, had the double slant going. Had a chance, but uh, well covered. Got a hand in there, tipped the ball up. Pretty fortunate that Bellevue West didn't uh, intercept that ball. Well, you got to do something again probably here that you haven't done all night, even if the pattern's just a little bit different. A little rollout pass might get Braden out there in the open just a little bit. Third and goal at the 11. Miller back to pass, looking to set up a screen. It's complete well behind the line of scrimmage to the 10, to the 5, and out of bounds. It'll be fourth and goal, a gain of six. Maisner tried to make something happen, but, boy, he sure had to cover a lot of ground there. Yep, absolutely. I think you have to go for it here because, once again, you're down a touchdown, and uh, you're going to have to get a touchdown at some point to win this football game. Four minutes to go. Carney wants to save the timeouts because they only have two. Had to use one earlier in the third quarter. They get the play in, have plenty of time. Here we go. Can Carney cut it to one and then tie it? Fourth and goal at the five for the Bearcats. In motion, Richter from right to left. Miller takes the snap, looks right, throws right. Knockdown, incomplete. That wouldn't have been a touchdown anyway. He'd have been tackled at the two. Tried to go with a little thin route over there to Kale Masters over on the right-hand side. Broke in and cut back out, but very well covered by the defensive back over there. Just a good defensive play. Wasn't anything wrong with the offensive execution, although he was a little bit short. I think they were hoping for man-to-man coverage over there in that single receiver side, but uh, again, they got zone. Yeah, and watching where Stroh was and everybody else. Still time in this football game. But if Carney gets the ball back, it'll only be one more time. 10-3, Bellevue West, 3.35 to go in the game. First and 10 at their own five-yard line. West into the Wildcat. Ducker tries to come up the middle and gets a little bit to the 10. And that's going to be a gain of three, of three maybe three and a half. And we've got a West player down. We've got a Carney High player down. They are really bringing the heat right now. And it looks like we've got the Bellevue West player the last one to get up off the field. And you can tell for Carney High, Jackson really wants no chance to come out of this game. He gets up so that they don't pull him out. But our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney with 3.25 remaining in the game. It is Bellevue West 10, the Carney Bearcats 3. It will be second down and 6 for Bellevue West at their own 10 when we return. 
Ryan Redinger would like to wish all of the Kearney area athletes good luck in their competition this week. As the owner of O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home, Ryan knows that everyone's game of life comes to an end someday, and he wants you to know that he and his staff are here to create healing moments for you and your loved ones. The staff at O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home knows a loving event celebrates the choices they made, the relationship you shared, and honors their memory. Give them a call today at 308-234-3500. Grand Island has just kicked a field goal to tie Omaha North. They've scored 17 in a row, 24 all in the fourth in GI. Ord has picked up a win over Sydney, 52-21. BRLD over Freeman, 56-39. Oakland Craig outlasts Shelby Rising City, 28-22. St. Paul has beaten St. Cecilia, 42-7. Sutton leads Battle Creek 22 to nothing on Power 99. McCook has beaten Hastings 35 to 7 as they still attend to our player on the field. Let's go ahead and run them all down for you. Don't forget when we're done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, final stats, and then we'll send you on to the rest of your evening. The Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show can be heard on Power 99 after the Sutton Battle Creek game uh, tonight as they attend to the injured Bellevue West player. Again, we want to remind you, we've got high school volleyball Monday night from the C-19 at Grand Island Senior High. Our action will get underway at 4.30 with Adam Central and Gibbon. Then Kearney Catholic will play Minden at around 6, and the winner of Game 1 will play Grand Island Central Catholic at 7.30 with the final coming up on Tuesday. And it looks like we might have a shoulder injury here for the right tackle, A.J. Cullen, as he comes out of the ball game. You know, the best thing that happened to Carney right now would be maybe a penalty, get him, get him, get him back a little bit, because I think they're going to have a difficult time stopping him on, on uh, two more run plays here. Um, they can do it. They can do it. But uh, they, they, they'd like to have a penalty. And it looks like they're going to stay in that Wildcat. Yep. They do keep the running back, Shane Daly, in with Jay Ducker. Ducker takes the snap out of the Wildcat. Second down and six at their own ten as we resume play with 3.15 to go. Trying to use some clock here as well. Now Ducker calls the cadence. Takes the snap. Rolls to the outside here. Looks for some running room. Gets a good block. Miller is able to pull him down at the 15. They wanted the horse collar, but looks like he was a little off balance, and he's going to be short of the first down by a yard. A gain of five for Ducker. 126 yards unofficially for Ducker, but now you're in real scary territory. Carney needs to find a way to make the stop here because they might be able to run the clock out. Carney has a couple of timeouts. That Wildcat is a, is a pretty tough weapon here with Ducker, and they're trying to have one big play on third down one. You said a penalty, maybe a drop snap, something. They're using as much time as they can. Ducker, third and one at the 15. Carney run blitz. Ducker up the middle. There's a big collision, and I don't think he got it. I don't think he got it. He either. didn't get it. It's fourth and one. It's fourth and one, and Carney is going to use a timeout with 2.17 to go. And if you want to win, do you go for it? Do you go for it here if you're no. Bellevue West? Because I'm saying the worst is a tie. The worst is a tie, you would think. But on the other hand, Carney hasn't got a touchdown all night. Punt it away. Right. Carney still, if they do punt it, Carney should have great field position, maybe around midfield, because they haven't had a punt of over 35 yards tonight. Right, right. Well, you've got to play percentages here. I'll tell you what, Carney brought everybody. They had uh, they had nine guys there. They had to cover up their wide receivers a little bit, but they just brought everybody, created a great big pile, got some penetration. 
Texas caught Nebraska on a play like that back in the Big 12 championship game once. What was it, Williams that held that in? <laughs> I for, I've forgotten that. <laughs> You're that, welcome. I, blo- I, I blocked that out of my mind. Sure. They are, they are going to punt. Yep. Fourth and one at the 15. Keith Carney brings pressure here. Stands at his two. Rodriguez waiting near midfield for the kick. Keezer has it. Here comes some pressure. The punt is shanked off to the right side. It's very short. Takes a Bellevue West bounce and dies at the 35. That is a 20-yard punt, and Carney is 35 yards away from having an opportunity to tie this football game. And again, that is the eighth punt of the game for Bellevue West. We talked about the Thunderbirds' lowest offensive output of the year, 38, in the 38-3 win over Elkhorn South. They have 10 tonight. There's a long way to go here, 30, 35 yards, but you've given yourself a chance. You've given yourself a chance with two minutes and eight seconds left in the ballgame. Might have had this scenario last year in the state semifinals. Miller, pump fake, throws short, complete into the hands of Rich. Rich trying to step out of bounds, and he will inside the 30 at the 27-yard line. That is a gain of eight. I think Miller has more pass attempts tonight than he has had in any game this year. Why? He's also the leading rusher with 85 yards. The rest of the team, total rushing, 5. Mm-hmm. Miller, 89. He's been pretty good. Second and two, Carney at the 27-yard line. Trailing 10-3 to with 2.02 to go. Miller composed. Three-step drop. Quick little turnaround, and it's caught for a first down inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. And now Carney 20, High. 24. Carney High uh, with the pit, uh, pass to Rich again is going to pick up three yards on the play and move the chains. Yep, they're on the 24-yard line right now. Clock's running, 156 left, first and 10. And they want to use as much of this time as they can, too, but they have to score, obviously, at the 24. Trips right, stro left. Miller takes the snap, three-step drop, looks right, now throws it out here to the flat, and it's going to be complete at the 24-yard line. That's Rich again, almost stepped out of bounds because he had to come back for it and is able to go get a couple of more. Short gain on the play. That's probably not exactly where he was trying to throw the football. He threw it on his back shoulder instead of more over his front shoulder, and he had to come back to get it. It is a gain of four, steps out of bounds at the 20, second and six. You know, there's so much attention being paid to those deep receivers that, uh, you know, he's going short. He's taking what they give him. Second down and uh, six here from the 20-yard line of Bellevue West. Can Carney even attempt to run it? I don't think so. Second and six. Maybe quarterback running. Sneak one in. Rich in motion. Miller to throw. Post pattern. End zone. Into double coverage. It's overthrown and incomplete. Boy, the defensive secondary for both teams tonight has been nails. Tried to get it to Seth Stroh. It's third down and six at the 20. You know, and your your inability to run the football, as we've talked about, um, you know, that's just, just a tough deal. Going to give him the shot up there deep, but Bellevue West has some pretty good defensive players. Uh, now we're down third and six. Clock did stop on the incomplete pass, so it's one minute and 30 seconds left. Outstanding effort tonight by the Kearney Bearcats. Nobody gave him a chance. Still need to get into the end zone. Slot left, Corbin Foster, twins to the short side. Miller looks short side, throws short side, complete first down at the 10 and stepping out of bounds is Seth Stroh. First and goal, Bearcats at the 10 after a gain of 10. Nice little combo route right there. Seth, Seth Stroh uh, had Corbin, or they had uh, Masters go deep in the end zone. He broke off his pattern, Seth Stroh being real, real short there. On the 10-yard line, 125 left. Doug, we got ourselves a chance here. 
This is incredible. Carney Bearcats down 10 to 3. Gave up a safety on their first offensive play. It was 2 to nothing at halftime. The near side is the short side. Stroh is out to the left side. They're looking for a slant to Masters, and just as he turns around, we've got pass interference. Or is it going to be hitting the defenseless player? No, we had three yeah. flags come out. Masters turned, and it hit him in the hands, basically, but he didn't get turned quite in time, or the pass got there a quarter second early, however you want to see it. Yeah, that's definitely pass interference for one guy. I don't, yep. So a pass interference is the 10th penalty of the ball game. And move the ball half the distance to the goal. So now Carney is at the five. I'll, I'll say it right now, Doug. If we score a touchdown, I go for two. Probably. I mean, but, you, take but you're chance. limited because you know you can't run it. Yeah, but you got to take your chances. One play for, for for the win. If if you score, otherwise, you, do you want to go overtime? I mean, the best. The, I still say WS the best team. Because then Wes just lines up and runs his wildcat yeah, at you. Yeah. So first and goal at the go, five for Carney. Let's get the touchdown first. Bar on the right hash. Ball on the right hash. First and goal at the five. Miller looks right. Looks for Stroh. Oh. It's batted in the end zone and it went off the helmet of the defensive back Gannon Spawn. Miller just rocketed that one and it went right behind Seth Stroh. Yeah, running a little combo pattern that time. They're just running basically a two-man game with some different patterns there with Stroh and Masters. It, it isn't isn't rocket science. They're just playing a little recess football out there. That time they ran the slant. A uh, lot, of, lot of defenders out there at that play. Ever ran the hook and ladder from the five? No. No. Second and goal <laughs> at the five-yard line. Carney High trailing 10-3. to three. We're down to a minute 18 to go here against 8-1 Bellevue West. Split out wide left is Braden Rich. Stroh all by himself, but double cover to the right. Option play. Miller keeps it. it. Miller, it. touchdown, Carney High. Got it. Braden Miller's into the end zone. It's 10-9. Now we're gonna see. It looks like we're gonna. Looks like they're kicking it. Gabe Hines Brink coming onto the field. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and kick it. Go for the tie. One fourteen left in this game. Could you run it? That was the question of the night. You yeah. saw those linebackers flying out of there after pass attempt after pass attempt. Great call by Brandon Cool to run the option. Braden Miller there. Fifteen pass attempts in the fourth quarter. Now they got to make the extra point. The snap is low. The kick is on the way, and the kick is good. 1.14 to go. Braden Miller even did a great job of getting the low snap set down. It's Carney 10, Bellevue West 10. The Class A state playoffs continue after this on ESPN. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana and Wood River. Gabe Hines ready to kick it away. Boot that baby through the end zone like you've done most of the year, and he's able to pound this one 
taken at the goal line. And, of course, you can't return it in high school football. Hoping to get that chance was Justin Chaney. But he pounded a couple through the end zone. And now, kind of remember this situation the last time a playoff fourth quarter came around. But this is a whole lot different than what we saw last year yeah, in the Bell, state final. Yeah, Bell, Bell West is, uh, I, let's see if they were in the Wildcat or they got the quarterback back in the game. Probably going to chuck a little bit here. Xavier Betts has been so quiet. He's uh, come out here on an island on the left-hand side. And again, remember, Bellevue West doesn't kick. Their field goal is not in play here. They'll go draw. Give it off to Ducker. 25. Gets the first down. 30. Gets out to the 35. So a good, safe 15 yards, and that'll stop the clock. First and 10. Yep, and there's there's your there's your danger of, of uh, Ducker right there because everybody's spread out. Run that little draw up there. Got the ball to the 35-yard line. On the first down, clock stops. And there's also a five-yard face mask at the five, end of the run. Five-yard face mask? I believe, isn't that what we saw? Yeah. Incidental face mask, so they'll move it up to the 40-yard line. 106. As soon as they blow it ready for play, it's running now. So there's one minute to go as they snap this football. 60 yards away from pay dirt. Keezer rolls to his right. Wants to pump fake and go for it all down the right sideline, and he overshot his open wide receiver, who, of course, Ooh. is Shane Daly Jr., Ooh. the fastest guy out there. How'd they get, took their shot. How did he get behind him? I'll tell you what. He's he, just faster. I'm <laughs> telling you, Monty, he's just faster. And I'll, and, and I'll tell you something else. I keep hate to keep saying this, but you've got a Division One wide receiver out here in Xavier Betts, and they're rolling away from him. And I don't, I don't know why they don't get him the ball. I don't know why. Maybe he doesn't want the ball, but um, he's too good of a talent to, to, to have, what, one or two catches in this whole game. Grand Island has scored again, 31-24 over Omaha North. Second and 10 here, tied at 10 with 52 seconds to go. Bell West at their own 40. Carney looking to bring some pressure, but we have a false start. I think they saw the pressure coming in a five-yard penalty on Bellevue West. You know, the magic magic thing here as a defensive coach is you're always saying, you know, what do you do? Do you bring pressure, pressure which has been successful, or do you go ahead and play coverage? Looks to me like right now they're playing coverage. They've got three. They've got their pass rushing package in there uh, right now. They're probably going to bring three, maybe four, but everybody else is playing coverage. This is KXPN Kearney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our state coverage brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, and I think we got another false start. That might be the center moving the football. I think that's exactly what they called. The center just threw his hands up in the air and says, what are you talking about? The center is T.J. Griffin. They haven't had this all night, so back-to-back five-yard penalties. And now the Bellevue West fan's not a big fan <laughs> of the what's going on. By the way, I want to remind you, the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com to nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. Second and 20 at their own 30. West with trips to the right side. Keezer draw to Ducker again, hitting the backfield. That slows him up, but he breaks free down the left sideline. Uh-oh. 40, 50, 40. Ducker, foot race, 20. Cuts back 10, and he is going to get down to the 2. Wow, 36 seconds to go. They wrapped him up in the backfield, and he broke free. And a heartbreaking run. Ducker down to the two. A 68-yard run. All you're doing is is running that draw. Had pressure. Had him dead to rights. Great individual effort by Ducker. 
breaks loose, and by that time lost the containment on the outside. Braden Miller did a tremendous job of trying to chase him down. And they're going to put a couple more yeah. seconds on the clock. Timeout on the field. Ouch. Ouch. You're just in the back of your mind thinking, get this thing to zero. Get this thing to zero. Get this thing to overtime. The biggest play of the night for Bellevue West. You've been waiting for Ducker all night long, or as uh, you said, Monty, Xavier Betts, and Ducker goes 69 yards, or 68 yards, and now has 209 yards on the night. It'll be first and goal at the two for Bellevue West. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney West did take the timeout. All that work, all that excitement. You've got him in second and 20 after the back-to-back illegal procedure penalties. You avoided that bomb that they took the play before. And let's see if they go wildcat. They will. So here's Jay Ducker. You know Carney's going to sell out to the run. Does West get fancy or not? They run all those two-point conversions. And now we've got... Yeah, something's been wrong with the clock here a couple of times, but nonetheless, first and goal at the two. They're going to at least put a couple of wide receivers out there. Carney's going to go man-on-man and bring all other nine. Ducker awaits the snap out of the Wildcat. First and goal at the two for Bellevue West. Ducker takes the snap, goes right side. He's into the end zone, and Bellevue West leads it with 35 seconds to go. Yep. Wasn't, wasn't too much of a secret what was going to happen there out of their Wildcat and uh, wide hole, open hole to the right-hand side there. Ducker gets in there for with 35 seconds left. That 68-yard run sets it up, and unfortunately it's going to be a long ride home, it looks like, for Kearney High with 35 seconds to go. Now it's 16-10. to 10. They always go for two, and they're actually going to bring their kicker in. This is, a, this is rare. So Gerardo, the kid that kicks off, is actually going to try an extra point. And Gerardo, that's a good-looking kick. It's up, and it is good. <laughs> they can do it. They just don't want to. So the Thunderbirds, 17, Carney 10. Carney's got to answer back with a miracle. 35 seconds to go. We'll be right back. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. With our producer-engineer, J.D. Rader at Monty Krasenstein, I'm Doug Duda. With the score, Bellevue West 17, Carney 10. 35 seconds remaining. Gerardo to boot it away. Hasn't been able to boot it deep. It's been a high pooch kick. Rodriguez and Maisner, the kick returners. 
And you can't even try to fake a reverse or something here because West is just too fast. So let's see what kind of a return they can get. And Gerardo tries to kick it through the end zone, and he does. Boy, I thought maybe that was going to go out of bounds. It's laying a yard away from the out-of-bounds, and Carney will get it at the 20. And you've got to get away from being demoralized over there, even as a coaching staff, but you just don't have a whole lot here. You're looking at a hook and ladder. Carney converted one of those last year. Uh, you're looking at trying to maybe get 30 yards and get it down to 15 seconds if you can get it to midfield in the next three plays and at least have a shot. You know, looking for for a miracle, like you said, tip a tip ball, jump ball, tip ball, some, something magical. Bellevue West got their magic. Carney with four wideouts. Braden Miller back to pass. Looks to the left side, throws short, complete right at the first down marker. It'll be complete at the 30-yard line. It will be a first down and run five seconds off the clock. Rich has been big in this game to compliment Stroh as he's been well covered. Xavier Betts playing his, his one of the first times he's played defense in all, all year. He's uh, playing the deep safety on the hash. How many times can you throw underneath before you take the shot? First and 10 at the 30 with 30 seconds to go. Again, four wideouts. Miller looks left. Again, throws short, and the ball is caught and then tackled. And Carney High probably needs to use the timeout. And a penalty flag at the end of the play comes back where there was some contact. One of the linemen, I don't know which side, did something not good. you got to hope it's on Bellevue West because this will be 15. And it stops the clock. And it's on Bellevue West. Carney High's line is coming up to get on the ball. At least that's the way they're reacting. Oh, they're going to pick the flag up. So Carney High hmm. comes up over the football. The good news is they discussed it, so we're down to 21 seconds to go. And now trying to get everybody set up. Covering the football, trying to get it spotted here. Second down and six at their own 34, 66 yards away. And now we're ready to go. Miller, back to pass, looking left, sideline pattern again, caught but short of the first down at the 38-yard line, a gain of four, 16 seconds to go. Bell West run the four-man four man rush, seven people in the pattern, got safeties way deep. Only, only, only way you can get down there is just throw up a Hail Mary and hopefully get a tip ball or, or pass interference, it seems like. Third and two at their own 38, 16 seconds to go. The ball snapped. Miller's not ready for it. We've got flags all over the place. And they're going to call false start on Carney. Yeah, Carney wasn't sad at all, and for some reason the center snapped the ball. Um, nobody, nobody was leaving watching. So they should reset the clock, right? Uh, yeah. Should, should put the two seconds back on the clock, third and seven. But they're not doing it, so we're down to 14 seconds to go. Well, now here comes the official. I can't do them all. I can only do one job, Monty. I can only do one. 16 seconds to go, maybe three plays left. Down 17 to 10, third and seven. Miller drops back. Going to take the shot over the middle of the field for Maisner and overthrew him. He was open at midfield, and it's fourth down with 12 seconds to go. Maisner heard, heard some footsteps, I think, a little bit there from the safety and uh, didn't, didn't, didn't quite extend himself like maybe he could have. Just haven't connected on some of those passes as much. But now there's one play left in the season. You have to get the first down here 
And if you do get the first down, you've got time for one more play. Kearney can utilize the entire field because they do have the timeout. But they are 67 yards away, trailing 17 to 10. 12 seconds to go. Trips to the right, stroke to the left. Here comes pressure up the middle. Miller, flushed, has to run. And he's going to break one tackle, 35, 40. He's got the first down, four seconds, and they'll use their timeout. As he gets nine yards on the play, and that is what has really kind of moved Carney's offense throughout the second half is Miller's ability to scramble, and Carney High has another offensive lineman down on the football field, and they'll have to come attend to him. So while they do that, let's tell you that Grand Island has scored again 38-24, and that is a final as they scored the final 31 points to beat Omaha North. Huge win for Grand Island tonight as they will now take on Millard South, a 34-14 winner over Pius. Other finals, Burke beat Papillion La Vista 43-20. Lincoln Southeast beats Lincoln Southwest 14-10. Omaha West side over Lincoln East 34-7, a final. Other fourth quarter, Millard West leads Creighton Prep 24-14. Lincoln High trailing Elkhorn South, 27-24, Elkhorn South leading Lincoln High. And, of course, about the only time a Metro team would uh, cheer for Kearney or Grand Island is if they're beating another Metro team, and that was the cheer well, you just you're, heard. If, if you're Bell West, two teams that have given you a lot of trouble and you don't want to play, there's uh, Lincoln High and Omaha North. Yeah, and Omaha North is out, and Lincoln High is behind. In Class B, all final except Grand Island Northwest, but they trail Blair 46-36 in the fourth quarter. Scott beat Bennington 48-0. Waverly over Lexington 56-0. McCook beat Hastings 35-7. York over Alliance 35-14. Seward beat Norris 42-7. Ron Colley over Elkhorn Mount Michael 44-8. And Scott's Bluff only scored seven points in the second half and beat Ralston 69-21. to in C1 in the fourth quarter, Adams Central leads Central City 28-19. Ashland Greenwood going to upset Lincoln Lutheran. They lead it 32-13. Finals, Aurora over Arlington 61-6. Gothenburg beat West Point Beamer 23-7. So Gothenburg goes to Aurora. Wahoo over Milford 35-0. Ord beats Sydney 52-21. Now Ord's going to actually have to go on the road because Ashland Greenwood won that football, or going to win the football game. Pierce beat Shatteron 45-12. Bishop Newman over Auburn 42-28. In Class C2, Centennial over North Platte St. Pat's 28-0. BRLD beat Freeman 56-39. Oakland Craig over Shelby Rising City 28-22. Norfolk Catholic beat Archbishop Bergen 77-32. St. Paul over St. Cecilia 42-7. Aquinas knocks off Donovan Trumbull 38-14. Sutton beat Battle Creek 22-7. And in the fourth, Wilbur Claytonia leads North Bend 40-32. Here... We are ready for the final play of the football game. Unless Carney finds a way to go 67 yards, or now 58 yards. The injured Bearcat, by the way, was Josh Geralt's. Carney, four seconds to go, down seven, 58 yards away from the end zone. Five wideouts. Miller looks left, has pressure, throws down the middle of the field. Jump ball incomplete, and Bellevue West is headed to the quarterfinals of the Class A state playoffs. Although, there's no celebration yet. Do we have a flag out there? Nope. No. Now now they look around and it's over. Braden Miller was a little late getting up and some guys were looking around to see if there was a flag. The officials are meeting in the middle of the field. Oh, they're, they're, they're pushing them off the side. They're having a little, little talk here. We might have. We might have one more play. 
Carney High hoping that they do get one more play. I didn't see a flag, Doug. I don't. I didn't, and I still don't. And I don't think we're going to get one. Yep, that is it. The officials talk it over. I don't know what they were talking over, but the final score is Bellevue West 17, Carney High 10. Color me as shocked as anybody in the yep. state. Carney High and Brandon Cool. He might be the best coach. I mean, he just. We know it. We know it. And after tonight. If everybody else doesn't know it, I mean, how in the world did Carney High even compete with Bellevue West tonight after the way their season has went, 5-4? and four, This isn't something crazy. This is the first round of the playoffs. They hadn't played anybody this tough all year long. And that isn't hyperbole what you just said, Doug, because you got to give a lot of credit to the kids, first of all, because they're doing the playing, but you have to give a tremendous amount of credit to that coaching staff and what they did. Gave everything they had the entire time, and I tell you what, Probably Carney will get as much respect for this game as they did for their entire playoff run because, as you said, nobody, nobody expects Carney High to uh, to come this close. You just watch next week what Bellevue West does with Millard South. You watch how many points are going to be scored in that game. This by 21 points, and face it, it was basically a miracle that they got to 17. This game was headed to overtime. Carney scored with a minute 14 to go. They had Bellevue West second and 20 at their own 20-yard line, and that's when Jay Ducker kind of ankle-wrapped up in the backfield, shook free. Everything had kind of broke down. The play had taken so long, and he went 68 yards to set up first and goal at the two, and then he scores on the next play. Great individual efforts. A lot of, whole, lot of great individual efforts this entire night, Doug. Uh, outstanding football game. Nonetheless, this is the toughest part. You get beat 48-14, to 14, that's one thing. You have the game tied against somebody you're not supposed to be in the game with, and it's going to be hard for Carney High. Yeah, you're going to have that pride at some point, but uh, all Coach Cool can, da- can do is say, you gave me everything that I wanted you to give me. You gave me absolutely everything you could have given me here tonight, and they hit one big play on us. Absolutely, and, and like I said, you always think about the seniors. You always think about those kids that played their last high school football game on a night like this, and all you can ask for is, is the kind of effort that they gave. You know, if you look back on it and say, you know, we did everything we could do, that's exactly what they did. Didn't turn out their way. A couple plays here and there. Tremendous individual effort by the Ducker kid. Division, you know, maybe maybe a Division One kid that, that makes a play at the end. But uh, hats off, and I know Brandon Cool is really proud of, proud of this group, proud of his coaching staff, and uh, hats off to them. We'll keep them. <laughs> we'll keep them at Kearney High, no doubt about it. Again, the final score here tonight, Bellevue West 17, Kearney 10. Monty and I will be back with the New West Post Game Show right after this. Whether you go to Carney High, we just got to be ready for whatever they show us and and attack it the best we can. Or a Huskies fan. Aurora has scored four in a row to go up 23-22 in the third set. Prefer the Vikings. Rolls it across the dig is made. Outside attack, termination, and Northwest win. Are from Arcadia Loop City. 22-4 on the season. Now this is their first trip to state or anywhere in between. You can find everything you need to follow your team at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. 
At B&B Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12-month financing. So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So come on in today or tomorrow to B&B Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go. State football playoff action here on ESPN Radio, brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your Pioneer Seed dealer. Almost every game is in the books. Right now, you can hear the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show on Classic Hits Power 99. Jeff Babel and the crew recapping some exciting action here tonight. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Doug Duda with Monty Kratzenstein. Monty, you couldn't have asked for a more exciting game that didn't have a ton of points. You thought maybe uh, Carney could score some points and we'd have a shootout tonight. This was exactly the kind of game it had to be for Kearney and uh, holding Bellevue West to by far their fewest points of the season by 21, 17-10, but the Thunderbirds score in the final minute to win this game. You know, um, those of us that think we know a little bit about football or have been watching high school and college football for a long, long time, we think we know what's going to happen before you get into uh, a game. And, 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 and again, I, I, I can't emphasize enough that probably nobody in the entire state, including us, uh, gave Carney a chance. Um, and and not, not with disrespect toward Carney, but also just the way the season had gone. You know, There's some high expectations for Carney going into the season. They had some skilled players. Um, they had had a, a, a real good quarterback, a Sestro, a wide receiver, you know, the Miko Maisner, the running back. They had some three skilled players, but they had a bunch of unproven, untested uh, people in the offensive line, at linebacker, and um, they struggled during certain times during the year. Uh, their toughness was questioned at times. Uh, their physicality was questioned at times. Uh, their effort was never questioned. You know, those kids gave a, a tremendous effort all season long. But you know, what we saw here was accumulation of, of a, a lot of hard work, a lot of patience, a lot of diligence in this last game. Because as you, as, as you mentioned, nobody really gave them a chance to come close. You know, we thought, because Bellevue West defense, you know, had given up a lot of points throughout the season to some pretty good teams, albeit, but uh, we, we thought that maybe Carney had a chance to score a few points, a short passing game, and maybe they could run some trickery and they could do some things off some play action and, and maybe score some points. That really didn't hold true. You know, Carney only scored 10 points. Um, but we really thought that Bellevue West, with their vaunted attack with Ducker uh, running back with Betts, the quarterback throwing the ball all over the place. I don't think anybody all season long has shut down that Bellevue West offense but until tonight. And uh, Carney did some things that we hadn't seen all year long. Now, they brought some different types of pressures, four-man and five-man pressures, some from the safety, some from the linebacker position, defensive ends at different times. And uh, that pressure really caused Bellevue West some frustration and caused them some problems uh, throughout the night. You know, there was really no point where uh, when, when Carney ran some of their blitzes, that, that Bellevue West picked it up. We did a whole lot, of, whole lot of things. The best thing that Bellevue West did was actually when they got in their Wildcat and they just kind of tried to pound it a little bit. But uh, they aren't the most patient team in the world. They aren't used 
to getting shut down. And, um, you know, they Carney kept that big play from happening up until that very last drive. Well, and Carney High kind of controlled the time of possession and Absolutely. ran more offensive snaps in the second half. Absolutely. I mean, There's so many things that they wanted to do that they did do. They just didn't get enough points uh, in this football game. And I, I'm not even looking back at the two missed field goals because they're 50 and 53 yards for sure. crying out late. And, and Hines then hit the one that they needed to get them on the board and just some bad luck. They had some luck. I mean, Braden Miller, when they scored that last touchdown, he fumbled the football and it bounced right back into up to him in right. the middle of the football field. Right. And they were able to finish it off uh, and score. But uh, here was kind of the play that uh, broke the camel's back here of the what's going on. By the way, I want to remind you the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com to nominate your favorite. I think we can skip forward Trotta a little bit. Ducker again, hitting the backfield. That slows him up, but he breaks free down the left sideline. Uh-oh. 40, 50, 40. Ducker, foot race, 20. Cuts back 10, and he is going to get down to the two. And that was the 68-yard run by Ducker that set up the game-winning touchdown with 35 seconds to go. Let's go ahead and take a look at the final stats here on the New West Post Game Show. First off for the Cardi Bearcats, Miko Maisner, seven carries, 12 yards in this football game. Uh, Kale Masters, one carry on a reverse for negative seven yards. And then Braden Miller, a lot of this actually wasn't designed run by Braden Miller all the time. They started in that second half with some option that was working, and then he had some big scramble plays, but 14 carries, 94 yards tonight, and Miller never got sacked. He got mm. tackled on a run behind the line of scrimmage, but it was a designed run. He never got sacked tonight. You know, a lot, a lot of that was because of the rollouts, a lot of quick passes. You know, they did a nice job of, of giving him some some pass plays that, that uh, he could that kept him out of trouble. You know, and he missed some early on. You mentioned that a little bit. He had some some balls that probably he'd like to have back early on, but you know, late in the game, you know, he he really showed a lot of heart and a lot of uh, guts when it came to leading that uh, Bearcat team. You know, scrambling for first downs, making throws, making plays. And uh, my hat's off to him because he certainly had a great game and while playing secondary, while playing defense at the same time. 22 carries, 105 yards as a team through the air. In the first half, Braden Miller was 9 of 17 with two picks for 55 yards. In the second half, 11 of 28 with one interception, only 72 yards in the ball game. He put the football in the air 45 times, completed 20 of those, had the three picks, 127 through the air, 105 on the ground, 232 of total offense for Carney, 160 some of that in the second half. 13 first downs, punted the ball three times for an average of 33. They had four turnovers in the game. The first one was on the first snap. They had it first down and 10 at their own four. The pitch to Mazner went into the end zone. He covered it, but that was the safety. Uh, they did have seven penalties for 50 yards in the game. For Bellevue West, Jay Ducker ends up with 25 carries, 211 yards in the game-winning touchdown. Uh, Shane Daly carried it one time for negative three. Evan Keezer was sacked three times. He had one big run in the game, seven carries for 39 yards, 33 rushes, 247 yards. Through the air in the first half, Keezer was 10 of 18 for 67. In the second half, 6 of 8 for 65. He had no uh, picks 
in the football game uh, tonight. And so those were the numbers in this contest for Keezer. 132 through the air, 247 on the ground, 379 yards of total offense, 14 first downs. They had one turnover. They punted the ball eight times. They averaged about 27 yards a punt. They did have 12 penalties Mm. for 99 yards in this football game. Our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. As we said, Bellevue West got the ball to start the football game, put a decent little drive together, but ended up getting stopped in Kearney territory, so they punted the ball. Uh, Carney fielded the ball at the five-yard line. That's always 50-50. They say let it go inside the 10. Turf, you don't know. We saw some punts that just kind of stuck where they were. So Trey covered it. First and goal at the first and 10 at the five. They had the uh, fumbled pitch. The safety was 7.23 to go in the first quarter, two to nothing. Let's just fast forward. That was all the points we had in the first half of this game as we had back and forth uh, uh, for Carney High. They did get... Uh, the fumble recovery from Parker Brush at the 33-yard uh, line. Carney had a chance from 53 that was wide left, 50 that was wide right from Gabe Hines. So it's two to nothing at halftime. As we move into the third quarter of play, uh, that's when the 50-yard field goal was missed. A 28-yard pass from Keezer to uh, his uh, running back Ducker, just a little swing pass out of the backfield. That was their longest pass play of the night, and made it ten to nothing as they converted the two-point pass with 5:20 to go in the third quarter. Carney had it fourth and a half a yard at the 10-yard line and decided to kick the field goal with a minute to go in the third quarter and get some point on the board, and Hines makes the 33-yarder, so it's 10-3, to a minute to go in the third, and then that took us to the excitement in the fourth quarter after just a 20-yard punt. Again, they had it fourth down and one. Carney comes up with a huge stop on third and one at the 15. They ran that wildcat. They got six they got three, they got one, and that forced a punt from Keezer that was a little shanked off his foot, 20 yards. Carney took it at the 35, and they were able to short pass it down the field. They got a pass interference. It was first and goal at the 10. They got a pass interference that moved it to the 5, and two plays later, Braden Miller ran it in. Hines added the kick, 114 to go in the game. We are surprisingly tied at 10. Carney gets a decent kickoff. Uh, they have to start at the 20-yard line, very first play, first down, and a little five-yard face mask moved it out to the 40-yard line. But back-to-back illegal procedure penalties set up second down and 20. That was around a fly hail, uh, fly pattern that they overthrew, so it's second and 20. And then the play you heard just a moment ago, Ducker breaking free for 68 yards, got it down to the two. He scored on the next play, and uh, Carney could not get to midfield in the final 35 seconds. And the final score is 17-10. to 10. Bellevue West advances on. They play Elkhorn South. I misspoke earlier and said Millard South, but they will host Elkhorn South who beat Lincoln High 27-24. So the two teams that gave, well, the three, because you got to count Carney. The three teams that gave Bellevue West trouble this year are all out of the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. And, then, you know, once you get to playoff time, you never know exactly what's going to happen, but uh, <laughs> really didn't know what's going to happen. We knew that Grand Island North game was going to be a barn burner out there. Again, kudos to the uh, 308s for beating the 402s there. But uh, now all of a sudden we have uh, some, some real action because if you're Bellevue West, uh, you know, you aren't feeling so good about yourself right now, which might be to their advantage right now. You know, they, that's certainly a wake-up call to them, and, and they'll play a tough Elkhorn South team. And, of course, on the other side, you got Burke, who's, who's always tough. you got Millard South. 
uh, on that other side, too. So a lot of interesting Class A football left to go. And unfortunately, I think the PA guy made a mistake here as well. They're going to have to go to Elkhorn South. I think you're right. Elkhorn yeah, South was the 11 home. seed. Yeah, because they played at home tonight, so they'll go But to it's Elkhorn. Class A, and I'm wrong again. Class A stays at the high seed. Okay. So Bellevue West, every Class C and D still do it that way. So Bellevue West will host Elkhorn South, and if they win that, then they'll get either Grand Island or Millard South in the state semifinal. Grand Island scored the final 31 points to beat Omaha North 38-24. Well, we've been here long enough. Thanks so much to Coach Brandon Cool. He is absolutely outstanding to work with throughout the season and uh, gives us a tidbit from time to time and uh, always uh, gracious with his time. And what an outstanding coaching job this entire staff did here tonight, especially Coach Archer and the defense uh, as they are in this game to the final seconds. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, New West with us here all the time. Schedule your appointment today. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. For our producer engineer, J.D. Rader, for Monty Kratzenstein, I'm Doug Duda. The final score, Bellevue West 17, Kearney High 10. We've got high school volleyball Monday and back to the eight-man playoffs coming up Wednesday on Platte River Radio. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.